The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Depending on where you position your face right now, Adam, it either looks like you have yeah, eye eyeliner under your eyes or <laughs> mascara. Yeah, that's, it just depends. That's great. Way. I didn't like know you did drag. Ready, yeah, you're either ready to play some football or walk the runway. Both. I'm always ready to do both. <laughs> uh, shall we? Shall we make a podcast? Shall we entertain the people? <sighs> They've never been entertained. I guess we're are you the not honor. entertained? I was thinking the other day, uh, hello, listeners. So we, we started a while back ago, way, I mean, way, way in the way back machine. People were like, uh, what's, the, what's it about, though? Like, what's the format? And that was exactly the voice they, they asked that question in, <laughs> those questions in. So I'm like, well, we'll we, can just, we can just do a little intro. Like, Tim Ferriss, his podcast start with an intro. Office Ladies, they got an intro. Like, there's big podcasts that do an intro. But then every time I hear a podcast, because I we've well covered, I enjoy the more conversational podcasts, not exclusively, but those tend to be my favorites. Um, anytime they just they just roll in and people are just talking, I'm like, yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. Like, can, we, can we just do that? But I, I, f- I figure you probably have to be like past 100 listeners before you can just be like, yeah, we don't need an intro. People know who we are. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I I started listening to Nate Bargatze's podcast and he like his is pretty fun so far, but I don't know if he had an intro per se. I think they just same what you're just saying. They just started, but we also know everyone knows who Nate Bargatze is. Yeah, he's yeah he. Yeah. I didn't even know he had a podcast. To be Either honest. did I. I well apparently in the episode I started listening to, they talk about Seinfeld at in depth, and so I was like, I want to listen, and I think I'm about almost forty minutes deep, and they haven't even really talked about Seinfeld yet, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just, the whole podcast is about Seinfeld, but they haven't done it yet. Well, my friend, a coworker, told me that that they give some like cool like deets or something hmm. about Seinfeld. But I'm 40 minutes in, and they're just talking about comedy stuff in general, like stand up <laughs> life. And I'm like, this is so interesting because I almost want that life, but I don't want that life. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that uh, the extra, the dulcet tones that you hear on the podcast with us this evening, our good buddy Adam, welcome back, dude. Buenos noches. Joining us for the pod tonight, he had to, it was almost a Key and peel moment where, like, we're on the call ahead of time, and Adam's girl's in the background having a very boisterous conversation. <laughs> I mean, I could, like, I don't know, like, what, what phone, what, what communication device she's on, but we could hear both sides of that call quite clearly. <laughs> And, it wasn't uh, even on speaker. That was just from her earpiece. Yeah. 
she was wasn't like, even she wasn't even on the, on the phone. She was just remembering a conversation. She, she's from not yesterday. even in the same. She's not even in the same building. And, I don't even um, have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's, real, next? what's next? What's next? What's next? It's a real beautiful mind moment. And so uh, it's really one of those like, uh, all right, I'm, I'm gonna go tell her to shut up. I'm gonna go tell her to tone it down. He didn't say that. I'm just I'm just saying it. The ask was very kind. It was the politest. Please. Hey, um, shut get the, the heck, heck out! Up. This, is a, this is a clean hey, podcast. Babe. It was a very polite "shut the heck up" is hey, what it was. Hey, babe, can you, hey, if, I, you would, if you would, if you wouldn't mind, could you could take you, that call? Could you? Do you want me to leave? I'll leave. You want me to leave? No. Oh, okay, you'll just be. I'll move out. I'll move out. It's fine. I'm going to be quietly <laughs> recording in the corner if you don't uh, mind. <laughs> no, you. You should. We, we mock, but you. You should be nice. You. We all she's, play that game. Polite yeah. enough to uh, polite enough to accommodate us. Well, so. and if I yeah, if I wasn't nice like that, then she would beat the heck out of me. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, while I'm sure my very white voice is throwing you off, this is it is just plain old kale. It's just it's just me and Josh. Oh, it's not. It's not. Hey. This isn't. This isn't one of those four guest podcasts. Oh my gosh! Oh, I didn't know who yeah. I was talking to for a minute. I thought it was Morgan yeah. Freeman. <laughs> That wasn't who he sounded like, but okay. I don't, have, I don't have a good Morgan Freeman line queued up, or I would have, I would have dropped it on you right there. I, you either get busy living or you get busy dying. There you go. That's the only one I, the only one I got. So. I played God in a movie. <laughs> uh, something, something I, dark side. I am jealous when you hear a, a decent voiceover and you're like, this is a dude. Like not the, not the professional actors that do voiceover work. They'll all kind of do that. Do that. I think for easy coinage, but. Like legit voice actors, like um, you know, just movie trailer voices. I'm like this. This dude's just sitting in a room in his house with some soundproofing and maybe, maybe with a real nice rig, a few grand in microphone and recording equipment, mm-hmm. and and just sitting there, just just reading through, reading through scripts. Wait, who yeah. do, who's doing that? I missed the voice like acting. professional like voiceover oh, voice you actor people. You're not saying any specific person. You're saying in general. No, that's... no, no. Oh, okay. I had opportunity for for work in my last job one time. I had to script a video that we were actually paying, you know, professional voice acting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was so cool just kind of working with a pro, right? Because we get it back, and his his read was good, and he did like I don't know maybe one or two reads to give us to to pick from. But then you know, I it started to feel like a little bit of a, a Hollywood moment. I'm like, is this what directors feel like? Because there were just different points where like the pause wasn't right or the inflection wasn't right. And so, you know, I, I got the opportunity to, uh, wow. to that was wow. great. Thanks Adam for that. <laughs> <It's> impressive. <laughs> Be able to edit right around that. Um, but, uh, it was kind of cool just to like, it's so different when you're working with a pro versus like, Hey, you have a nice voice. Can you, can you read the script for us on a thing, which Josh, you deal with regularly. So this guy was like, hey, we, you know, we kind of need this sentence and this word and, and that thing a, a few different ways. And so we just we get back a few different files with like four or five different takes. And you're like, oh, OK, that's the one we were looking for. And you plug it in like no factor, no complaint, no butt hurt that you didn't like the way they did it the first time. Just know I'm a pro. You had some notes. Here's what you asked for. Where's my favorite my with some, some shoots that I have to do is like because we have a lot of volunteers. We don't I'm not filming like paid actors, but we'll have just students sometimes kids in middle school or high school whatever and um sometimes we we get people that i don't know how sometimes they get picked to be in some of these videos but as soon as i see them and like we're getting we're explaining the scene to them or what they're gonna do you just know yeah i don't i don't think this is your bag like Mm. this is i'm and i'm like i'm gonna have to give extra effort to help this guy or girl Mm. 
hit the hit the hit it the way we need them to and it's like oh god it's All hard right. man it, it's really hard i was in a it like and this is the only experience i've ever had in my entire life being in front of the camera but uh in high school my good buddy roman martinez who lives in california now and he's like a, he's a videographer and he does like a lot of small films and he's like very very hold talented. on i have to go to church real quick yeah what is <laughs> happening right now so uh, have funny. to pray um <laughs> So, but, but he, uh, yeah, finish your story. I'll do, and then I'll do my my funny story about why that just happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully, your mic picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so he so he's like super talented, right? And when we were in high school, uh, we had like this like weekly high school like news thing. Like you, you remember on Spider Man when they had like the little news thing for the whole class and the students ran it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we had. It was called Mustang TV. And so anyway, so he and I did this like modern high school interpretation of the book Don Quixote. Do do you guys know the book Don Quixote? I do. No. Big fan of tilting against windmills myself. Yeah, so so basically like Don Quixote is this dude that I don't even know how to summarize it. But but anyway, I had to be like a kid who was imagining like all this grand adventure in our like suburban area and he was trying to direct it and I was like 16 and I'm like the the cuts that it had where he was like act confused like you don't understand what you're seeing and i'm like how do i even do that and it just looks terrible it looks absolutely <laughs> terrible and i hope that it's gone to time because it's the worst thing that i've ever been a part of in my life i loved you referenced the spider-man how they did the the news uh i loved it when they like had the ba- it was such bad green screening like mm-hmm. the editing was so good that it looked bad yeah, like and that, that that takes like an extra layer of just skill. I was very impressed of how cheesy and horrible it was. It was it was that was my probably my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. The Spider Man movies were really good. I can't wait for this next one, Kayla. I did end up and did end up watching the trailer. Adam and I actually watched it together with SharePlay, new on Apple iPhone. Look at yeah, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. I mean, there's probably no point in you even seeing the film now. I mean, you probably ruined the whole experience for yourself. But I am proud of you for. <sighs> That's what I was. You say about. that like trailers don't spoil a lot, big parts of movies, but this one actually, I feel like there's a lot held back. Yeah. So I don't feel like they spoil good movies. Like um, if, if, the, if the if the movies if the movies good enough, there's there's enough content to go around. You can see a little bit of good stuff in a trailer and still be entertained. Well, like okay, case in it, point is like Split. When that movie was coming out, literally every personality he had, every single one, was in the trailer. So when you watch the movie, you're like, yeah. We we saw all of these characters in the trailer. Yeah, is but I, I feel the, like that. Is Split like the that one that combined point. all those movies? Like, or is that the one that was? There was one after, him? I think. Okay, because there was like Unbreakable. There was something else. Split, and then that this one, I th- or whatever the new one is. Okay, Mister Glass, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. But anyway, Kale, no, you were gonna say that story about the wind chimes. Yeah, I was, but now now I'm contemplating. I've gone through the voice is a, is a giveaway, so I've, I caught the the worst part of a cold today. It's been coming. I thought I thought I had it fought off. Just a proper cold, not a not the V, and uh, I guess the V is something else. The the COVID. It's not a venereal disease. D for um, Andy. And uh, it just it's uh, yet again. Now, last time this happened, uh, I had a different disease, but I ended up passed out on the kitchen floor. But 
Uh, last time I was the last in the house to, uh, to catch a disease. It was not good, but uh, had a cold work its way through the house last week. Thought I was good. Here we sit. And I've gone through the better part of a uh, box of tissues today, which is why I look like Rudolph, sound like Barry White. And I'm like, man, I, I didn't I didn't grab any tissues for the table. But it's one of those where you like, your nose gets so sore, you're contemplating like, what's worse? Like what's dripping down my face right now or rubbing the sandpaper across my face? Again, no tissues. Who's I'm going to make a real guy? bold statement here and I stand by it. The only tissues that should exist are the ones with lotion and Vicks built in. Right. Everything else mm. is garbage. Mm-hmm. Everything else is... Go- Why does anybody else even bother? I totally agree. You know what I really like are the cooling ones. Have you used the cooling ones? Oh, I think... I mean, I, I, that's probably the same as the Vicks, right? Like as kind the of the menthol. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They're I think so what will nice. cure you is a good cracking of a Jocko Go because I'm thirsty. Yeah, we are awfully deep without that, especially, you know, dedicated ambassadors that we are. And so, uh, and I'm going to crack Oakham in a, uh, <laughs> casting gonna, an Indian spell for our <laughs> listeners on Mars. Native American. Sorry. Don't want to be offensive. I'm going to, uh, open up a mango here, courtesy of Josh and Kira hey, yo. for my birthday. Now at the point that you're just going to trade off the same birthday gift, should you just buy yourself that thing? You know, I've thought that myself because uh, so. Josh and I have bought gifts for each other, you know, in past birthdays and Christmas and stuff like that. And a lot of times it'll be a gift that I will either benefit from or I will for sure purchase for myself later. And I've thought, like, what's even the point of getting the gift? <laughs> like, we're going to get it for each other either way. But uh, we are we haven't cut a little spot for it yet like we did for uh, for GORUCK, um, which we're affiliates of now, which you heard at the top of the show. But... Uh, we're, uh, we are ambassadors now for Origin and Jocko Fuel. And so if you want to get in on this uh, Jocko Go train, just uh, visit solid7podcast.com. Click on the link for Origin and Jocko Fuel. And you can enter the coupon code SOLID7, just the number 7, not the word SOLID7, and get a big, fat 10% off just because we love you. Just, hey, yo. And see with that voice how much better that sounds. Yeah, Dude, we should we record the, the commercial now. We love you. So oh. go get you go get you some mango mayhem or whatever flavor you're into. I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but they do. Um, I, I go for. I'm it. interested in. I, I we won't do a, a whole Jonko Fuel commercial right now, or maybe we will. But uh, they just dropped a new pre workout that I f- really want to try. They had an old one that was like called Jonko Discipline, and obviously they have the Jonko Go product, and they've combined them into just one dope pre workout product. Hmm. So they've got it in uh, watermelon and mango, and I can't remember. I think maybe orange is the third flavor, mm. uh, but it looks and sounds. It's a really powder good. or a drink. It's a powder, and we all know how you know I like to go get swole. So mm. pre workout, here I come. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah. If I think I did pre workouts in uh, back in the back in the day when I was in high school. I don't think I've done one don't as start a this again. as an so, adult. All right, so I'm gonna. I don't think the mic will pick it up. I'm gonna go ensure that we don't hear the chimes again, and then we'll explain it. So, bye, Joshua, Kale. What would you do if, as soon as he like sets his mic down, you just hear like a big smash because he throws it onto the ground? <laughs> I would go. All right. Well, that's been the show, guys. Thank you for attending. <laughs> so I, this, this is gonna sound like the kind of thing that potentially makes you a crazy person. Maybe it does. I, I don't know. Uh, but we we own it's it's twenty twenty one as we sit here recording right now, and uh, we own not one but two grandfather clocks. Nerd, as as one does. <laughs> so one, 
I, Emphasis uh, on one. I grew up uh, really close with my great aunts, my dad's aunts, uh, my aunt Lois, who actually went by Lou, Aunt Lou, um, was awesome and just super, super handy. I don't know. She was a really cool chick. And so um, she, back in the 70s, built a grandfather clock. Um, and so, like, I grew up my whole life. Like, I'd go and stay there in the summers as a kid uh, up in Illinois and just spend a lot of time with them, around them. Always loved the clock. Like, there's pictures of me helping her wind it, stuff like that. Uh, so I just grew up my whole life knowing I was going to inherit this clock, which I, I did. Uh, and I love it. And it's awesome. But it also created a soft spot for me for clocks like that. So grandfather clocks, mantle clocks, the kind of stuff you got to kind of wind and chime and stuff like that. So Jade's grandparents, when they were moving out of uh, their their last like single family home before they moved into like assisted living and stuff like that, and they had a grandfather clock. And it was a real odd situation with them moving where it was kind of like you're inheriting things, but they're still alive. And they'd be like, well, if you want anything, let us know. And you're like, well, you're not dead, so I don't want to take your things. <laughs> um but then, so it's just really kind of an odd thing. And then you'd be like, well, maybe we'd kind of like to have that. And they'd be like, oh no, not that. We're like, okay, we won't, we won't ask for anything else. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, you know, the whole thing was a little like off putting, uh, for my, my wife grew up really close with her grandparents. Like I did with my great aunts. Uh, and so it was just, it was just an odd scenario. And so she was a little like hesitant, um, you know, maybe to take things or ask for things or whatever. But I'm like, at that point I had already lost both my great aunts, uh, before her, either her, her grandparents passed away. And I'm like, listen, I know it's weird. I'm like, but there's things of that like you strongly associate with them that you'll wish you had if you didn't do that now. And pretty much nobody in the family had any interest in their grandfather clock. So since I already had a soft spot, I'm like, well, if we'll take the grandfather clock. So then this is the funny part of that story. Her her grandfather's like, okay, cool. So it's going to be 500 bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa, wait, 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 no, wait, no, what? <laughs> Wow. But it was whatever. So we we paid him for it. And then he like paid to have it tuned and moved, but then like let us know how much that was too. I'm like, well, I probably would have done, probably would have done either of those things. He, he, I'm not, I'm not knocking him. He was an awesome dude, veteran of three wars, really cool guy. And, uh, but that one, mine that I inherited, like if it's running, it chimes like Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So I actually, since we've been doing the podcast, I haven't been running that grandfather clock. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, Jade's grandparents, it actually has a little switch for the chimes. And so you can turn them off, which is what I just got up and did. Um, and so it's been off for forever, too, just because this is normally where I'm recording. And that way I don't forget to turn it off a la mm-hmm. tonight. <laughs> uh, but then uh, the kids were looking at it and asking about it the other day. So Jade fired it back up. And uh, I forgot to turn the chimes off. And uh, there you go. And then uh, I found $10. And so that's a good story. That's Whoa, that whole yeah. story was worth it now. Yeah, oh when gosh. I opened up the door. Hey. There, yeah, when I opened up the, the face of the clock to wind it, there was a, there was a $10 bill in there. So. That's wow. amazing. And the, Alexander the $10 Hamilton. bills from the 1900s are worth $11. Well, on the back of, of it is a, a guide, uh, like a, a key to the map that's on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So I've got some Whoa. plans I'd like this you guys to get involved in. Gnarly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is what happens when you take antique furniture off people. You know what's funny though is my, my grandparents had a grandfather clock and when yours rang in the background, like that sparked some childhood memories of sleeping over their house Aww. and hearing that same exact tone. That's, and, that's what I'm saying, man. But what's most interesting is like who... Other than you, because you inherited it, like who really has grandfather clocks anymore? Like people don't. And my it's mom really... has a cuckoo clock. <laughs> like, why? Why is there this fascination with grandfather clocks back in the day? I wonder why that generation had them 
Uh, like, what what was the significance of having a grandfather clock in your house? Well, Other I than th- a pocket watch or a regular clock, you know? Yeah, I think it's that same thing. Like, when you look at old-school pocket watches, of course, they were very functional, but they were also typically always very ornate. They were handed down. They weren't, you know, it wasn't like going to buy a time pay, Timex, you know, where the battery dies and you chuck it and get another one because that's easier than changing the battery. Right. Um, you know, so it was, uh, well, not anymore. Like, the G-Shocks are they're somehow trendy now, but... Um, Look at my Apple Watch um, thing. It's like a G-Shock, but Apple Watch band. What? Yeah, take that. Um, so I think part of it was functionality. I think part of it was just technology of the time when they became big. I don't know that you could do a clock much smaller, so I think there had to be some size aspect. But there was probably, you know, it was probably a bit of a flex. Like if you mm-hmm. had one in your house back in the days, that was probably, uh, you know, a, a big deal, a status thing, uh, uh, whatever. Right. The and they're always usually pretty. Have to tell time with the sun. <laughs> so, and they're they're always pretty ornate too. I mean, like I, I don't think I've ever seen a grandfather clock, and I have seen many in my time, but I don't I don't think that I've ever seen a grandfather clock that wasn't ornate in some way. Whether the face of it was just intricate and beautiful, or they had like some type of you know how they have like little dials and stuff that's almost yeah. like a music box. No, this you know? um, so over there. So that's Jade's grandparents over there. That's the one that was chiming. Mm. That'll focus soon. So it's got a, a little moon dial up there. So if you set that thing right, which I never have been, because I'm like, if I want to know what phase the moon is in, I'll, you know, step outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it's it's nice. It's cool. You know, it's not like old, old. I'm sure they probably bought it in the 60s or 70s or even 80s or something. I don't know. It's really then, pretty, though. Yeah, no, they're, oh, they're beautiful. Pretty. I mean, it's, it's hard not to be a fan of them, particularly when you've kind of grown up around one. Um, and it's funny when people come over when we do have the chimes on because it does become background noise. You really don't notice them. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see people react to them when they're hearing them because it stands out very much to them. Uh, but so then that's the one that my great aunt made, which I kind of like because while it is both very beautiful, it's much more understated. She made uh, that? She made that clock. Yeah, I'm, wow. I, I don't think she, uh, you know, like... I don't know, like did metallurgy and like carved out the numbers and stuff. I'm mm. sure the inner workings were a kit, but the the case and the assembly and all that stuff she built. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's actually, if you open up that front door to it, to, uh, to wind it inside the lip, uh, inside at the bottom of the door, there's an, like a label from like an old label maker that says her name in the year that she made it. So it's one of those where it liked, you know, pressure punched the letter into the plastic so that the letters turn, turned white as it pressed through. You know what I'm saying? Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, those, those are the grandfather clocks. So. Well, I'm so glad that I was a guest on Antique Roadshow slash <laughs> God, grandfather clock okay, podcast hour. <laughs> so did you, did you, have either of you guys watched the, uh, that uh, mo- um, what is it? Just Red, the the new movie on Netflix with Gal Gadot and uh, Red Notice, The Rock, and yeah. Oh, so, uh-huh. no, I haven't watched it yet. I've and, seen a uh, lot of like uh, press about it. Yeah, well, that was well, yeah, that's where I was going because I mean Ryan Reynolds is just so is The Rock, but just everywhere doing everything. Mm-hmm. So I saw they did like a whole uh, promo piece for it where he had like one of the eggs that they're trying to steal in the movie. It's, I don't know. It's not a Fabergé egg or anything. Like that. I don't, I don't know what, what the plot line is. It doesn't really matter. We've all seen that plot a million times. It's like <laughs> you want to laugh and to look at Gal Gadot, watch the movie. Um, or I guess Ryan Reynolds and the rock are probably nice to look at too, depending on what you're into. Um, but uh, it's like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds trying to hawk one of these eggs on antique Roadshow. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's You're not going to bust a gut, but it's like a chuckle and go, Oh, that's funny. Funny. 
Mm. I got so. a really nice com- uh, compliment the other day. Someone said they saw that movie and they asked me if I had seen it yet. And they're like, because you remind me exactly of Ryan Reynolds. You guys have the same sen- sense of humor. And I was like, that's the greatest compliment I've ever received in my life because no one else has thought that. But I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I could see it. He, yeah, I, like I, very dry. Yeah. Sarcastic. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Annoying. <laughs> keep going, keep going. What else? What else? Uh, did you guys? <coughs> sorry, COVID. Um, did you guys see the whole shtick with uh, him and Will Ferrell showing up to the wrong talk shows? I no. saw the the Instagram previews of it, but I didn't watch yeah. it because I was like, I get like, it. One was booked on Fallon, and the other was booked on the other Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and they just presume, you know. The the shtick is that the host didn't know, but they showed up to each other's interviews instead. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I didn't watch so, it, but it seemed it seemed like a funny idea. Yeah, I guess they did some period period piece together recently that's got them all all buddy buddy. Yeah, I was confused why Will Ferrell was with that because I I thought Ryan was trying to push the Red Notice movie, and I was like, is Will Ferrell in this movie? Uh, he's got a lot Will, to push. He's hawking cell phones and booze and. But Will he, Ferrell, he, I think, is in, no. He sold the booze company. I thought yeah, I Ryan think Reynolds he's still involved though. Aviator Gin a- Aviation, I think. Aviation Gin, whatever. I, I, I think he's still. Track I, see, of I feel like I see the semi trucks every day. That's why yeah. I feel like I've known that. But mm. yeah, it's hard to keep keep track of what famous person owns which booze these days. They're all in the 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 Breaking Bad guys seem to be going strong with whatever they whatever drink they sell. Well, and uh, Conor McGregor is like a legit billionaire because of his uh, his whiskey or whatever. Wow, mm. good for these guys. Maybe we should yeah. start selling some kind of whiskey or something and just say, this is the Solid 7 rum. <laughs> yeah, it'd have to sell real good because we'd both be unemployed immediately. Probably. <laughs> I wonder if, well, so Will Ferrell is doing, he's got a show with Paul Rudd. Yeah, um, I watched the first episode. What what series or what uh, platform? It's on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Is it is it good? I watched the first episode. It didn't like uh reel me in um mm. but i it's, it didn't make me not want to keep going i think they dropped three episodes already and uh today's thursday i think the next episode comes out tomorrow it's supposed to be like dark comedy based on a true story yeah and yeah it's a true it's, story it's, it's based get, on the the show is based on a podcast which is based on a true story yes actually. And you can listen to the podcast it's like now. Michael reading, you know, the the book based on the movie Precious, based on <laughs> the novel by Sapphire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you can. It's uh first three episodes are on Apple TV Plus. I watched the first one. It wasn't like bad. Um, I think Kira and I were like kind of half watching because it, it wasn't like it was kind of slow. Um, but I it's, I'm not going to knock a show off the first episode, so I was going to keep going and see if it got better. Where yeah. it did leave like a little like mystery, like what's going on? Because there's a big time jump. Like the movie starts in 2010, then it jumps to 1980. The whole episode's in 1980. Then you realize, wait, the thing we saw in 2010, what's going on with that? What happens? Mm. So then, then, then that's all. Mm. Yeah, dude. Speaking of new streaming shows, which this is, uh, it's like a used car. It's it's new to me. I get I'm behind the eight ball here, but. Uh, T-Mobile rolled out, rolled out a new promotion where new and existing customers could get a year of Paramount Plus free. I'm like, hey, I'll take it. Uh, and I don't know about you boys because we haven't ever really talked about it on here. We've talked plenty of Star Wars, but uh, I grew up a Star Trek Next Generation fan, far more even than a Star Wars fan. I like both. Mm. Um, 
But uh, the other series were okay. Uh, you know, Voyager, Deep Space Nine. They're, they're all right. Talking about Discovery? Um, um, no, Picard. Picard. Uh, I started Discovery, so I haven't been into it long enough to, to really get a, a read on it. Uh, but Picard was fantastic. I've heard that. I think the in my in-laws have watched all of Picard, and they said it was phenomenal. I don't See, know how I much you like it if you didn't about. watch the old series. Um, I, I don't know. I think it would hold up. I just don't know that you'd have the same buy-in because you just like it. It starts from the jump. Like you, you know and love this main character, and then right. there's, there's plenty of of oldies that pop up, and, and plenty of new, great storyline, great storytelling. Uh, it's, it's just shot. My um, dad watched awesome the, a lot of Next Generation, so I've I've seen. I feel like I've seen most episodes. I know they're all on. I think they're all on Netflix. Next Generation. Uh, I don't, I don't know. They might be if it's not exclusive. Cause I think looking at Paramount plus once I got into it, it seems like they have the entire star star Trek catalog at this point. Okay. I mean, so. at least Netflix used to have it, but maybe because Paramount plus is what it is now. They, they, uh, whatever. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It's true to the, to the TNG store, uh, timeline. Oh yeah. It's still which on I Netflix. think is, which I think is part of their prime timeline. Um, but it's shot, you know, it's definitely modernized and it's, you know, it's got the lens flares and stuff. So it's like they're biting off J.J. Abrams plenty, but not in a distracting way. It's it's good, man. I was as a TNG fan, uh, like I was happy. Uh, it's it's old enough. Well, are, either you're going to watch it or care. Uh, yeah, I, I want to watch it. OK, so I won't give any any spoiler alerts, but it's, uh, you know, there's one point where I'm like, I we don't the fans don't need to live through this again. You've done this to us again, but it's. I kind of wanted to good. watch all. Of, I think I started Next Generation. I've, I've seen. Cause I've never watched the early seasons. I think I was watching when it was in its prime, like in the like later nineties. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to start from the beginning and watch every episode in the right order. But so I think I was gonna do that before I started Picard. Do you think it's well, necessary? I get, so I. Uh, I think I don't think. It, I mean, it won't hurt. Right. I mean, Next Generation is it's great and it reminds yeah. me of, like you guys said with the t- the father clocks like hearing that intro to that freaking show i'm instantly back as well, a little seven-year-old six-year-old that, that's what's awesome and I, I wonder if if i can find it and if we can do it in in share here but um like the the end of the theme song for picard has a little head nod to the to the tng theme oh, that's cool um let me see. and i haven't seen any star trek ever i saw the new movie with um that J.J. Abrams directed Chris with Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine, but the, it was only the first one that I saw. So I don't, I don't know. You didn't see the second one? No, dude, the second one's phenomenal. No, I don't see. know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this, it is, man. dude. It, that's better than the first one. Into Darkness it's, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Dude, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, uh, I don't know. There, I know there's a lot of Star Trek stuff. Like Kira's been telling me since high school. Like, hey, get on some Star Trek. Like, Star Trek's great. My Kira? Yeah. Yes, your Kira. She, yeah. She watches Star Trek. Dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> We've never watched Star Trek. In, maybe we have. You're lying. But yeah, dude. Like, I've never watched any Star Trek except for that one movie, and I. I like I might I might get a lot of hate for this but I didn't think that that first one was that great. I thought it was good. I liked uh, I mean they just did an alternate history of like so the the first 10 movies happened but then this mm. like it opens up in a wormhole into a different timeline. But the second one dude, they did, well JJ did that the wormhole thing so that he could he wouldn't have to worry about continuity with the yeah. original 10 movies. Uh, mm-hmm. but the second one is phenomenal. 
Like, see, I did like I did like the Leonard Nimoy appearance and like yeah, I was wondering that, about that. Yeah, okay. Well, then I don't know anything. You're a Star <laughs> Trek fan. Oh, why have we never watched? Star Trek? <laughs> huh? I knew this. Hey, Josh, when you have a minute, I'd like to introduce you to your wife. <laughs> Adam, Adam's saying that you um, inter- this is great podcast material <laughs> Adam was saying that you were kept telling him he needs to watch um, Star Trek and he has not ever watched Star Trek I was about Trek. to call you a liar here Adam watch she was never into the TV shows look she's gonna lie just the Adam, movies just so the her husband ones? doesn't feel like he doesn't know her the new ones she was telling you to watch the, the not the shows but the the new movies so like what yeah i'm telling you now yeah and that's when i watched the the first movie the first movie well with apple's one, new update that we can share player screens uh we definitely need to watch the I'm second definitely, one definitely i'm definitely what? not gonna watch a movie <laughs> right now let's stop the podcast here, here, speaking play. of the share play let me let me try and share this main title with you guys now if we because we're it's i've got to play it on the phone uh which is what i've got plugged into the pod track right now so if we talk over it, i think it's going to jack it up for the pod but let me i'll, I'll try to skip to the end because that's the important part uh but let me know if you guys can hear it when it when it plays oh share Are play boom hear? Are you share playing it right now? I am. I am. Maybe. Uh, technology is just insane. You know what would be dope is if that, you, like, when you share play it, people listening on the podcast would get a notification and be like, watch at the same time. That'd be awesome. Uh, that would but be dope. But I, need, uh, I need to uh, send an email to Elon Musk really quick. <laughs> Let's revolutionize. Podcasts. How's it going to pop up? I don't see anything yet. I don't, I don't know. Like, when I clicked it, it asked me if I wanted to share play it. When Adam and, and I did it the other day to watch the Spider-Man trailer together, um, it just, I think it just took over your phone, right? Like my screen, my face mm-hmm. just went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let me, let me, I closed out music. I'm going to go back into it and see. Dang, content, this is, content this will is share a play good automatically. podcast episode right now. <laughs> well, hey, listen, we promised a return to nerd crap this week and we're delivering. We keep, <laughs> our, we keep our promises. While they listen to us watch a video through it. <laughs> share so yeah, I don't think it's gonna, unless unless it's it's playing somewhere else, unless I'm like mistakenly playing this music in my son's room instead of his white noise. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he just hears... <laughs> It's happened. Well, that's been that's been annoying with the, like the the new iOS updates and stuff is uh, like proximity thing with the uh, um you know like to the HomePods. So mm-hmm. it'll be like, oh, clearly you want to play this music in the room you're not in right now on that HomePod instead of on your phone. So I'm like, hey, Apple, how about if you're going to assume, assume I want to play it on the local device that I'm on and don't assume I want to play it on, on that other thing in the house. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of that feature. I can probably turn it off. I don't, well, I don't, I don't get what I'm, uh, I don't get what I'm doing wrong. I guess I'm bad at technology. That's it's, all right. Uh, it you're, says it's going to share play and I'm clicking on the track and uh, nothing. I'm not hearing anything. You guys aren't getting anything, right? Nothing. I am. So. Content um, will share play automatically. Okay. Speaking of sci-fi, let's actually talk about something. Kale, have you watched Dune? No, not yet. Oh, okay, let's not talk about anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. Uh, you don't know this about me. I'm. I don't. I'm never one to complain about spoilers. Because okay, see, what I am is a grown adult, and so if somebody's talking about something I haven't seen, I just I just deal with that thing. Kale, just because uh, just because like you get upset about things that you want to experience firsthand 
doesn't make you lesser of an adult. Yeah, I was, um, I'm like, what does being an adult have to do with the, the trying the to adult, avoid a spoiler? The adult move, it, the adult move is you're so if I'm wise, going, Kale. If, the adult oh, move here so is wise. that if I'm gonna, if I'm uh, lack emotional control to the degree, degree that I know I'm gonna get upset about something like a TV show or movie uh, being ruined for me, then the adult play is to go make sure I see that thing right away. And if I choose not to see that thing right away, then I don't really get to whine if it gets spoiled for me. But like my my, my take, live by your own rules. My take. I'm not getting like I've never been like up in rage and, and crying over yeah. seeing a spoiler. I would just I try to avoid it because I like just seeing a movie fresh and going in blind. It's makes yeah. it funner. I, the I cinematic a, experience. I think there's a difference between whining, which I would agree. Like if you're whining yeah. and you're you know being obnoxious and childish about it, then yes, that's one thing. But being disappointed or upset because you didn't get to see it or read it or hear it without somebody else telling you the ending. Like that's, that's a normal reaction. Um, sure. <laughs> no, Adam, you're a boy. You're a young boy for having an emotion. Child. You're talking yeah, so, to Kale, the stoic. Speaking uh, lower Kale, case I stoic. just turned 32 yeah. weeks ago, so I am just as much of a Speaking adult, of, okay. of Josh and his uh, Ryan Reynolds level of sarcasm, obviously <laughs> some degree of this is hyperbole, but seriously, I think the window is way too long on spoiler alerts. Like Dune's been out for a minute now. Mm-hmm. I'd rather sit and have the conversation about it than go into the thing unspoiled. So uh, the the my my actual legitimate stance there is I'm like, after a few days, certainly after a couple of weeks, Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, you know, I'm, the, the cover years are no spoilers around me. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Like if I was that worried about it, I'd, I'd go, I'd go see it. I didn't go see it. So, you know what, you know what I will say though? Like one thing that does get me upset more than just traditional spoilers. Cause like the last, the last big spoiler that I saw was when I was playing Red Dead Redemption two, which was a few years ago. Oh yeah. I remember this. You remember that? Yeah. So like it was, I was watching a completely random unrelated YouTube video and then the next recommended YouTube video had the spoiler in the title and it was like, like the main big thing in the game. Yeah. 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 Um, Which was like about the Dumbledore crossover, which I thought was a bold move for them. <laughs> that Wait, was what? the Dumbledore crossover in Red Dead Redemption, yeah, which was insane. What Nobody is that? expected that. Nobody, Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, no one saw that coming. It's not a thing, Josh. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> this is the ultimate mocking of spoilers. But like but, you sprinkled Dumbledore in there. But that oh. was the that was the latest thing that I had actually gotten upset about. But nowadays the thing that I actually get frustrated with more than anything is leaks. So like the the new Spider Man that's coming out in December, right? There are leaks out there across the board about everything, and if I come across one of those, I will be upset because it's like I get what you're saying, Kale. That like, okay, like I, if I really care enough, I'll go watch it within the first couple of days. But when it comes to leaks, you have you have no control. You can't do that, right? Yeah, no. So I, again, you you can't. So you can't paint anything with a giant brush. So I guess I'll give you boys more nuance so that you'll be happy. But yeah, Teach obviously, me, obviously, a game that you're gonna take, you know, all like it's gonna take hours of gameplay, right? That's a different thing. That's not like, well, hey, it's been out for two weeks. So I hate it for you. You should have quit your job and you know divorced <laughs> your wife so that you already knew what was gonna happen. I mean, if or, you couldn't find two hours and two weeks, you know, like, like to go it, watch a movie though. <laughs> at this point that's what i'm saying like it's it's to me it's different for for a game and playing through than it is for a yeah. movie or a particular episode of a tv show or for that matter like an athletic event um 
but then again, like books. So at this point, like I don't think anybody uh, that's listening to our podcast can be shocked that Dumbledore is dead. But you know, probably a longer, probably a longer <laughs> window on that than I would give. Which one like, is a Dumbledore? Game, that's the guy with the movie. big beard. Um, he's the one that helps the hobbits get to Mordor. He's the dad. That's Gandalf. Same guy. Oh, it's not. It's not true at all. I don't. I don't know Harry Potter like at all. So like, yeah. Whatever you're saying, it's hilarious. So I, I get. I got the joke. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Um, the joke landed for me, Kale. That's what matters. I'm the guest. So, but uh, all that to say, no, I, I'm, I. If you boys want to talk Dune, no harm, no foul for me. I'll still enjoy it when I watch it. I won't lose any sleep tonight. Not to that anyways, maybe to, uh, you know, in my nose running. But Well, so the only reason that I brought Dune up, Kale, was because that you're so old that you can probably remember when the book was being written back in the early 60s or whatever. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I bring Dune up because it's like... Josh and I had very different opinions on it and it's all it is something like they they tried to make a movie on in the 80s and it didn't do so well and it's a book that's been around forever so I didn't well, know if you had any no so it's I'm aware of Dune just because I'm a bit of a sci-fi person but I'm not mm-hmm. hardcore sci-fi so I've actually never read it uh, which you know what actually I haven't read a ton of sci-fi I was really into Michael Crichton for a while but that was really about it mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but um you know, I'm familiar with the lore around it where it's just been, it has been impossible to turn into a video medium. I think they've tried more than once. I know there was a movie that flopped. There might have been a show or another movie attempt. Mm. Um, and everything I've heard around this was like this. They got it right. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard any negative takes on this movie. I yeah, watched see, it with um, Kira and her parents and her dad has read the books. I don't know if he read books or the the first book that this movie was based off of. Because uh, I think there's like 15 books. Yeah, I don't know if he's read all. I think I'm for sure you read the first one, but this uh, movie was after. And then he he was floored the whole time. Like he's like, yeah, they got it exactly right to the book. Yeah, but what did you think, Josh? I was bored out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. So Josh told me that he went to see it in theaters. Right? No, you saw I, it in we watched it at home on HBO Max. Oh, you saw you saw it at home. I was thinking of going and seeing it in theaters, and I asked Josh what he thought. And he was like, oh, it was super boring. I knocked out like three times. And so I'm like, all right, well, dang. Like if Josh didn't like it, then why would I waste money going to the theaters? Because it's like $150 to go. And I watched it on HBO Max and I loved it. I loved every single second of it. I thought it was amazing. Like the cinematography, the sound, the acting, the story setup. Because it's obvious, you know, there's so much content there that they're going to do more with it. But I, I thought it was beautiful beautiful yeah i was bored yeah i mean all everything i've seen it looks it looks phenomenal but uh you know plenty of plenty of movies with good effects and and you know bad plot bad acting bad whatever at this point but uh josh is the first negative take i've heard on it which maybe it's maybe most people write about about it have been waiting for it to be done better so maybe they're all comparing to something where it's like maybe if you go in with no buy-in that might be me too i have have no buy-in to this same. This movie, this, I knew this nothing about universe. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew Same. nothing about it. I couldn't have cared less about it. I just knew it was the big new movie. Everyone was raving about it. So we were like, yeah, let's watch it. And it's on HBO Max. We don't have to pay extra for it. And yep. uh, I was like, I... And like I knew Kira's dad was enjoying it. And so like I wasn't going to sit there and go, oh, this is boring. Oh, this sucks. Like So I was just trying <laughs> to sit there and, and, and like pay attention or whatever. But then it was just pretty slow moving. And like I was, I was starting to drift. And it wasn't even that late we were watching. We started watching it at like seven or so. 
Um, and it's like a what three hour movie or something. Yeah, yeah. No, that's an investment. Yeah. Well, you know what are you going to do? You got to be entertained until you die. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll see when it hits one of my streaming services. <laughs> Don't you have HBO yeah. Max? Uh, actually, I have your login. Is it on there now? Uh, yeah, it's on HBO Max. That's how I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. It. I didn't know it was streaming already. But I guess all the things are are streaming already. I think it came out the same day it came out in theaters on HBO yeah. Max. No, H- I uh, like that HBO Max is doing that because I don't have to go to the theater. Kieran yeah, and I saw no. Eternals in the theater a couple weeks ago. Whenever it came out, because like like what you're saying, like I'm not gonna cry and moan over a um, spoiler, but like I will go out of my way to see it as soon as I can because I will I don't want to see a spoiler I like seeing it fresh and um, blind um, so we saw Eternals in the theater and it was fairly crowded and everyone I realized how I didn't miss this like everyone was talk- like people were talking moving this one idiot in front of us uh, kept checking his text and texting and uh. I'm like hey spotlight of the sun can you stop like I almost <laughs> I, I would never say anything to anyone in a movie theater because just suck it up and deal with it. But this guy, I was about to be like, bro, you're lighting up the whole theater. Right. And you have an Android and your interface looks horrible. Because <laughs> he had like I, customized it and it was like all different colors. I'm like, that looks absolutely stupid. I saw a meme the other day. I actually think I might have shared it with you, Josh, and somebody else. But, it you know, it was a screen cap from the, the Drew Carey Grinch movie. But it just said, to be fair, the Grinch didn't hate Christmas. He hated people. Yeah, 100%. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. No, that's a solid. That may, that paints the Grinch in a new light. Also with the Grinch, we always focus on his past and not who he became. What? Wow. That'll, that'll preach. So... When they were uh, that and uh, they're, they're this, these little Disney shorts prep and landing come holidays, they're in ho- holidays come Christmas. They're on con- constant rotation in the house that and the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch, uh, which when I saw it being released, I'm like, do we do we need another do we need another Grinch movie? Like we have the classic, which is it's good. It's classic. I just hated Jim the Carrey promotion killed for it. it. There's there's no need for live action. So I'm like, why do we need another animated one? It's fantastic. It is good. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. They Big were, fan. the promotion was so crazy. It made me not like I saw it so often and so many times. It made me not want to go see it. You're, you're talking the Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I thought it was really good too. I was well, surprised. I never yeah, I th- I thought the same thing that you did, Josh. Where I was like, ah, come on, like why do we even need a new one? But then I actually watched it and I was impressed. It was it was fun. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. 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 It's okay. I mean it's the same old story, but it's a diff- it's it's got its own twist, its own its own take. Uh, it's good. There's there's some there's some legitimate laugh moments uh, uh-huh. in it, even for the adults. It's I'm coming to realize Benedict Cumberbatch just can do no wrong. Not that oh. I've come across just yeah. no wrong. Yeah, like in uh, the Hobbit, the Desolation of Smaug. Like he was so good at. Smaug. Have you watched the video of him doing the mocap for that? Yes, it's yes. hilarious. It's so good, man. Like, he really puts himself into it. Like, high school Adam acting in a crappy little newscast versus Benedict Cumberbatch, there's just no contest. I don't see a difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. yeah. He, and him in, I mean, Imitation Game may be the best thing he's done, but man, if it is, I still uh, haven't seen that. the Sherlock miniseries is a close second. Man, it's good. Mm. I, have, I, I, I haven't seen anything. That. 
Yeah, I haven't seen um, anything that he's done that I have not liked, but there's so much that I have not seen. I don't like think, Sherlock or, or Imitation Game. I haven't seen either one of those things. I don't think uh, Sherlock no. is on anywhere to stream on, without having to pay extra. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where we watched it when we watched it. Sherlock Holmes, and then it's kind of just this fun side project for everyone that does it. So it comes out so intermittent. What do you Uh, mean? Like it's not like on any kind of regular release schedule. Um, There, there might not be more. There might be no. I know. I if there maybe there's stuff out in the trades, as they say. Um, But everybody that does it, it's just kind of a pet project. It's not anything they're like massively committed to. So it's not even on one of these, you know, like long streaming service release schedules. It's just a, hey, when everybody gets freed up from projects, maybe we'll get together and we'll do, you know, three or four more two hour long episodes. And that'll be that that little season. Yeah, you might get some more at some point or you might not. It's nowhere like you can only at least I can only see I can rent it on Apple or buy it on iTunes. That's so but weird. I can't stream it on. It's not. On, it's not on any of the streaming platforms. I think it's a BBC show, and the, the, it always gets weird with accessibility to that stuff. That's like when Freaking Downton Abbey was big. Yeah, the U.S. was always getting Downton Abbey like a year behind. <laughs> it's here's the thing. Every once in a while, British TV lands on a on a winner. And they really like to lord it over us. They're like, well, you know, we lost the revolution. <laughs> you know, your entertainment industry vastly better than ours. But every once in a while, we've got a show that you want to watch. And we know what we've got. And uh, you can wait for it. Well, the and UK then you can office, pay for it. You're not going to stream it. You can pay for it. The UK office is on um, Netflix. So not everything. You know, I really think that like a lot of, a lot of, I guess in the sense of like, Benedict Cumberbatch and Sherlock Holmes, this isn't really the case, but when it comes to a lot of like older TV and movies and video games and books, like I feel like a lot of these things should become free eventually. I think that after a certain amount of time, like there should just be like a, a library or repository where all these things are just available. Video wise. Uh, you don't think so? Processing. No, I don't. Hmm. That's because like, you're, hesi- you're hesitating a lot there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to think it through from from the the point of view from the the people that produce it. Maybe when maybe when everybody involved is dead, maybe then I could get behind that. I think I disagree altogether. And- why? Do, why? I don't know why it should be free. That someone worked hard on it, and they should get paid for it. Yeah, well, no, that's my thing. When, when all the creators and everybody involved, cast, crew, the whole shebang, when they've all kicked it, okay, yeah, let's make it free. When there's nobody to collect a residual check anymore, okay. I Where do you draw that, that line, though? Like, wouldn't they yeah. want errors and stuff? I'm t- And residuals and, like, royalties. Or I'm companies. talking more so of strictly just, like, preservation, right? Like, because there's there are so many things, there are so many pieces of entertainment that have are just out there, available in the world throughout all of history, that are lost to time because the the people that created them or the people that own them no longer care to upkeep them and continue to provide. I don't think them. we're gonna have that problem anymore though, with because like you like but the internet is forever, so like things are cataloged. But that's what I'm that's that's what I'm saying is that those things that the creators or the owners no longer care to upkeep and provide, I think that that's the point where they should become available. Right, like for public consumption. Any time that it's no longer like once it once it's out there and no one is there saying like, Hey, I still want more money or I still want to provide this to somebody, when it's just there and exists and it's fading away, why not? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ah. 
the, the problem is like those rights transfer. And if there's anything that anybody actually cares to watch or see, somebody's going to pay for those rights. Mm. Right. Like nobody's concerned about like, it's a wonderful life going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like somebody's yeah. going to own those rights and somebody, and they're going to charge you to stream it every Christmas. So like, like, um, Phil, Phil Spencer, right. The dude who, uh, runs Xbox, he recently, he was saying that like older video games should have like legal emulation. So like at the point where it's no longer feasible for somebody to get an older console or to purchase that older game or to buy even the TV that's compatible with those older systems, that emulation of that should be legal because a lot of times like when you're looking back at older stuff like that, it's, it's gone because TVs don't exist where you can't even buy the physical copy of the game because collectors hoard them. And then they're worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's not feasible anymore, but in order to preserve it, like when it comes to digital media, especially like, I think that there should be some type of, um, acceptance right because otherwise things will get lost books like the look at look at historically look at the library of alexandria right like so many historical books or 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 just writings were lost to time because it was burned and destroyed now we have digital media everything can be stored preserved and available to everybody once it reaches a certain point where it should just be there yeah right up till the server farm loses power (laughs) <laughs> sure but i mean it's still going to be stored on a hard drive right so yeah, you just right, plug right it up into until, the power uh, yeah right up until china lobs a couple of hypersonic nukes and uh, russia takes out all the satellites and we're back to the stone ages and, uh, <laughs> yeah 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 at the end of the world well then i don't think that anybody which would care you know more. could be uh, next week so hey but do we have mean tweets no so <laughs> <sighs> dude speaking of <laughs> which so and and I haven't like this isn't a comment on on the legislation which if I if I read through it all I, I'd probably support but uh, Governor DeSantis here in our in our great state of Florida signed some new uh, legislation today um, regarding vaccine mandates and if I've I've glanced over some things and I think it involved like what Florida would and wouldn't allow for enforcement of any kind of vaccine mandate and from what I've read my understanding is that. All they've really done is this court and is incorporate uh, some very um, what seem to be common sense exemptions. Like, hey, if I've been infected before, I, I really don't need to worry about oh, this, that type of stuff. That's cool. But um, DeSantis, I, I, I bring this up because just, um, you know, game recognized game, just enjoying the trolling of it. Um, he went ahead and signed that bill in Brandon, Florida today. What's that? <laughs> It's a city, um, but because of Let's Go Brandon. Yeah, that's his little uh, head funny. fake to uh, Let's Go Brandon. You don't know about the Let's Go Brandon thing? No. Uh-uh. Oh, well, How it was is like, this possible? Right, Let me, was, I'm going to steal a Josh joke. Yeah, I know, but for the listeners that don't. There was a NASCAR um, race, and the guy who won it, I guess his name was Brandon. And so well, the reporter... Before this, though. That, like, we don't need a history lesson. It's just very simple. Well, to know that it was already a thing at large sporting events where the crowd was chanting F Joe Biden like that has well, yeah. has become a thing. Yeah. So like uh, major sporting classic. events yell that. So this NASCAR guy won the race. He's being interviewed in the background. You can clearly hear the entire crowd yelling F Joe Biden repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And then so the reporter goes, yeah, you hear that? They're they're cheering like let they're cheering. Let's go, Brandon. 
And it's like, <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're clearly chanting F Joe Biden. And so then it's become like a huge meme now. And so when people are now chanting, let's go Brandon everywhere <laughs> instead of F Joe Biden. And so DeSantis being a troll went to Brandon, Florida. That's, well, uh, that's which, great. Uh, that's which hilarious. Is his first little playoff of this gag a week or two ago, he referred to the Brandon administration, which was a funny little dig in and of itself. That's awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> then because we're just as open to mocking our own. So Babylon B, uh, hilarious satirists that they are, uh, they had run a bit about like a, you know, a church, like starting off service. Like this is supposed to be satire. It's like, this is a bad idea. No one should do this. That's why this is funny uh you know so you know they made some post about a, a church like starting off service with let's go brandon chance so then and i don't have all the details about this and if i was a better podcaster i would have had an article pulled up about it something but there's video of some church i want to say maybe in texas i don't know like the whole congregation like loudly chanting let's go brandon like in oh service so then uh, one of the guys from babylon B- one of the ba- one of the guys from Babylon B like commented on a post about it. He's like, "This was supposed to be a joke." <laughs> like, like, no, don't do this. Oh, so man. they're they're catching a lot of flack over that, and and rightfully so. But oh. uh, but yeah, I uh, you know the, uh, the funny funny haha guy in me just ap- appreciated the subtle dig of DeSantis going to the trouble to sign that bill. In so Brandon, Florida. Say, today. say again, what was the what was the bill? It was vaccine. Um, it has something stuff. to do with like restrictions on uh again, I, I'm I'm not well read up on it, but uh, uh I've been too busy blowing my nose. Uh <laughs> but it, it's it's basically guidance on how or if any type of max uh, uh vaccine mandate can be enforced in Florida. And mm-hmm. as I understand it, just just codified uh, many of the exceptions or exemptions that, that maybe aren't being honored or, or recognized or appear they're not going to be honored or recognized um, mm-hmm. at the federal level. Prior infection being one of the big ones to me. Gotcha. So Yeah, that one that one's pretty silly. Yeah. Yeah. We've been we've been struggling with that a little bit in the army. Like, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of like a, uh, a it's a, it's a really weird politicized situation that we're in. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but like the as soon as all the vaccines or not all the vaccines, but as soon as vaccines became um, what is it F, FDA approved, they were added to the list of vaccines that every service member gets when they enlist in the military. And now there's like this big disconnect of like people who are very anti-vaccine and then, you know, you're in the military. So it's, but I know a lot of people that are not necessarily anti-vax. They're just a little sketched out over this yeah, particular yeah, and, vaccine, not anti-vaccine a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I should, I should, I should backtrack a little bit. It's, it's not people that are totally completely anti-vax. It's people that are skeptical of the COVID vaccine. Right. Um, you know, so it's like we have a lot of service members that are in the military that are like, I'm skeptical of the COVID vaccine. What does that mean for me? And it really, it means that, like, if you don't get vaccinated now, then most likely it's going to lead to you separating from the military because, you know, that's just what Jeez. the case is. And I, you know, I, 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 th- I see a lot of people struggling with it, but at the same time, like, I mean, we've had mandatory vaccines for every single vaccine ever created in the military. Like when you go through basic training, you know, you ask anybody that's gone through basic training, you get what's called a peanut butter shot, which is just like a big 
thick wad of vaccines that's jabbed into your butt and that's to keep you healthy, you know, and you just do it and everybody does it. And now because of COVID and because of like everything has become politicized, people that were completely fine going into basic and getting the peanut butter shot and getting, putting themselves in, you know, dangerous situations for their country are now saying like, well, I'm not going to get the, the vaccination. And I get the skepticism, but from a military standpoint, like this is no different than any other <laughs> vaccine situation that we've been put in annually. So I, I don't know. For me personally, I think it's, it's not the same when you're in the military as it is when you're a civilian. I don't. I, I think that civilians should have the right to choose. But if if the army says, "Hey, get a vaccine," then you say, "Okay, doing it." So I say, "My body, my choice." <laughs> yeah, but you're not in the army, and that, I think that's why we're struggling a little bit. Is because all the branches are dealing with that situation where people are saying it's my body, my choice, and the government is saying wrong. Yeah, but there's a bit of a like a might doesn't make right situation here. So. Um, does the, does the army, uh, does the military period, uh, have the, the right to mandate the vaccines to service members? Uh, I yes. think based on the paperwork you signed, they absolutely do. I don't think anybody totally. can make an, can make an argument against that. Um, when you look at the current status of, of things in the world, um, is this the right time to be forcibly separating service members over something that at any other time in history would not have met the, the standard definition for a vaccine for something that um, confers immunity maybe at two months best um, and that we mm-hmm. now know for sure doesn't prevent you from transmitting the disease? Um, you know, so at the best it's, it's very self-serving and that it, they, the vaccines do even, even beyond that roll off period do still seem to do a good job of, uh, keeping you from having a more severe case. Mm. Um, that's but, really, that's really all we know they're effective at at this point. But I'm, I'm going to address that because the, even the flu vaccine is mandatory in the military, right? Like when I was 15 years old, I stopped getting the flu vaccine because every time I would get it, I would, I would get sick. It was like a running joke in my family that I would go to Thanksgiving at my grandma's house with the flu, even though I got vaccinated. And I stopped because of that reason. Right. And then as soon as I joined the military, the flu vaccine was a mandatory thing that you do every single year. So regardless of the efficacy of the vaccination, the military still mandates it. And so you signed on the dotted line, you gave your, uh, you know, you gave yourself to your country and to your service and you have that obligation. And, and so if the military says, Hey, these are approved, you're going to do it. Then you do it. Oh, it's again, it. but I'm, I'm not saying that they can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying based, based on the current state of geopolitics in the world, right. I think it's a bad tactical move to separate anybody who doesn't want to get the flu vaccine for that matter. I don't think we can spare the manpower or the experience right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, but I, I still think hey, that like, Hey, experienced, uh, warfighter. Hey, experienced, um, oh, we'll say counterintelligence person. Hey, experienced plug in that we've spent 
hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars. You take like a, a mm-hmm. SEAL or Delta operator, millions of dollars invested into those operators per individual. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you you don't want to get the flu vaccine that's 50% effective at best and wanes 10% a month. You don't want to get the uh, um, air quotes the listeners can't see here. Um, the, uh, I, I, you know, we should be calling it a treatment, but you don't want to get the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. We're going to flush those taxpayer dollars down the window. Um, um, see, and that's the thing. I still, I still have people on my team, even that that don't want to get the vaccination, and you know that's fine. And but they're still on my team. They have yet to be separated. So I think they're still navigating that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not it's not as cut and dry. Like I, I was reading an article the other day that was saying like, oh, military members are struggling because of this, you know, big issue, and so many people are being separated. Like, uh, I I don't think it's the, in the sense of like the media is as making it as extreme as that, right? I think that the military is still trying to figure out how to navigate it because it is a fairly new vaccine. It, things are still uh, there. There's there's good reason to be skeptical, right? Um, so, like you're saying, like removing service members on this on the simple fact that like they're skeptical and they're not ready for it. That is that is a big leap and. I think that's why people are still here, right? Like we still have service members in the military that aren't vaccinated yet. But it's an interesting spot to be in, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's it's not <coughs> not just the military and then you've got, you know, um, I, I'll say from my standpoint, you know, luckily, thank, thank God there's a stay on it. Now this rule that they were going to try and force through OSHA OSHA that now they've, they've backed off on and it's, it's being dealt with in the courts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I've got friends we were talking to just the other day who have chosen not to get the vaccine yet for any number of reasons, but you know, whether they uh, just don't trust the vaccine itself, um, mm-hmm. or don't think the risks associated with the vaccine, which there are legitimate risks out there. Um, I don't think they're common or, or massive or significant, but there are risks out there. But mm-hmm. um, the, the major risks from COVID also, you know, not, not common. Um, but there's people who have done that math and go, no, I, I'd rather take my chances with COVID than with the vaccine um, that are starting to look at, oh, well, my, my employer's hand's about to be forced on this. So, um, you know, if they're not the kind of employer that wants to to stand up and, and fight this, that if they don't want to risk one hundred and forty thousand dollar fines um, for violating this mandate, you know, then then what do I do? Do I allow myself to be fired or right. uh, do I take this vaccine that I don't don't want for whatever reason, for whatever right. reason? And it's, uh, you know, so luckily there's it seems like there's a little bit of breathing room on that right now. But. Um, you know, we, Josh and I, we were talking to somebody just, I don't know, last weekend, weekend before, uh, somebody who's a firefighter who, you know, regardless of the federal mandate is, is looking at potentially the same issue, same challenges, mm-hmm. uh, with the, with the department they work for. So, mm-hmm. you know, and at the point that I need somebody, if my, you know, if there's, you know, flames leaping out of the roof of my house, I don't really care if the guy holding the hose is, is vaccinated against really anything, really a- anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you say that, but at the same time, like... Also, I'm going to roll the dice my 99% survival rate, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's the, COVID, is, COVID is a really weird... I don't even know how to... I don't even really know how to, like, articulate that, you know? it's This has been a very weird couple of years now. 
which is scary to say that it's already been a couple of years. It was like all of almost all of 2020, about March ish to now, and that's that's almost two years. That's a long long time, and it's it's so crazy that we're still like trying to navigate this and figure it out and you know looking at looking at the numbers in florida and looking at how things are seemingly okay in 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 florida and in other parts of the country it's completely like a wreck it's it's so it's so strange man it's so it's so strange and it's, it's well above my pay, pay grade to try to navigate it. Yeah, it's almost like a virus is, is going to virus. Now, I, I say that. Like, Josh and I aren't lockstep on this. Like, you know, he knows when he says things like he's, you know, he'll take his his, his 99% survival rate. Like, where it's that's not quite my viewpoint either. But, um, you know, like, I, I took the vaccine the, the very first day that I was eligible. I, I got a Pfizer vaccine. But I'll tell you, knowing what I know now and as things sit right now and what we've learned about COVID and what we've learned about the vaccines... I have no intention of taking a booster hmm. as, but the, the thing is like, I'm, a th- I'm a thinking individual and I can sit here and, and say that and I can pivot with, with the data. Right. So that could change. Like that's that, that statement's subject, 100% subject to change. Uh, can I, can on. I ask you why, if you've already taken the vaccine initially, then why not? Um, because, um, there just, there's a a saying in life and nutrition and medicine, uh, that the poisons in the dose, um, I, I do, I I have had, I think maybe we've mentioned on the podcast, um, what could potentially be attributed to the vaccine as a side effect reaction of muscle twitches that still uh, am coming up on a a year since I took the first shot. Um, I I don't know. It's already been a year that this thing has been out. Well, it was uh, March, I think, when I got my shot. So I, you know, oh, okay. still a little wow. ways away. But that was fast. Um, you know, haven't alleviated, haven't haven't gone away. Um, and so, but I have a better understanding of the risk matrix at this point. I have a better understand uh, for you know my age group, for my family, uh, for my demographic. I have a better understanding of what these. Um, and man, I'm just really loath to even uh, call them vaccines at this point. Um, you know, what they, what they are and are not capable of. And I'm not willing to sign up for an endless string of boosters. Yeah. Um, I understand that. We, we might find there, there are other, you know, actual proven decades long data sets, vaccines, um, that, that we use that, that take a a multiple course and then they do confer uh, lifetime immunity. Um, we we might see that we might get into these boosters and see okay when you do that third one that's the that's the real kicker and then this lasts for a good long time if not lifetime we we might we'll see we'll see what the data is um, but, I mean we we have we have those now like we've we've had vaccines that require booster shots for a long time right but but not but not an unknown in the strength that's what I'm that's what I'm saying the idea yeah. of a, the idea of a booster the the idea of of a, of a kicker is not uncommon in in vaccines I don't think what we're what we're seeing the the impact and the effect of any of the vaccines that are available right now and there's still plenty of vaccines in in the pipeline in the works wow. for this thing we're not stuck with these three or four uh, forever um, but not not too long ago, before the definitions got changed and erased from websites, what what these treatments are doing did not meet um, the the standard, and I have to I'd have to go dig it up for for vaccines and and what vaccines do. So yeah. it's you know it's at this point it's it's a temporary prophylactic um, at best. It's not um, 
it's not doing a great job at reducing transmission, which is how this was all sold on us. Okay. Yes. Yes. Your survival rate might be 1%, uh, but you need to do this for the person next to you for, for, you know, that old person whose survival rate might be 5%. Well, it turns out I can take it and still catch it and still give it to them anyways. So all these, these treatments are, are good at that. We know for sure they're good at right now. And this data has held up, uh, is at reducing, uh, the, the severity of your infection. If you catch it at maybe keeping you out of the hospital, uh, or keeping you alive, which you had pretty good chances of to begin with. I'm also not a big fan of the, well, the survival rates, you know, north of 99%. Uh, well, okay. Like dying isn't the only bad outcome from a thing. Right, right. Um, you can have lasting effects. There are people that have had to have, um, you know, double lung transplants. There are people um, who have, uh, you know, heart issues beyond the myocarditis um, that while they're not immediately life-threatening, um, will be lifelong conditions and likely will shave some lifetime. So it's not like death is the only bad thing that can happen from catching COVID. Right. But we do all kinds of stuff all day that poses, you know, in and out without giving them second thought that poses greater risk to us of death or severe bodily harm right. um, than, than COVID appears to. So I think there's... A, I, but I, we try to mitigate those risks, right? Uh, yes, but we, we've... So, so what, like seatbelts, but we still, there's still how many, how many car deaths a year? Like we, there's all kinds of things we do day in and day out that we've accepted the level of risk that comes along with them. There is no safe life. There is no other side of COVID where we can all go back to a time when no one got sick or died ever. No, like for sure. Not, but so, I think that's, I think that's an accurate metaphor. Okay, but, of, but of ask anybody belts, who's right. Like, like accidents are going to happen and people who die wearing seatbelt or not. And the same goes with covid like you could still get covid you could still transmit covid whether you have the vaccine or not but the severity of that differs based on whether or not you're vaccinated and that's that's scientific fact and the same goes for seatbelts you could wear a seatbelt and you could still get in a car accident and die but if you weren't wearing that seatbelt the likelihood of you dying is much greater um well so maybe maybe it's scientific fact. It, it right now uh, it looks like it is protective against the more serious outcomes. Though there have still been people who have been quote unquote fully vaccinated. Though that's now a moving target. Um, what counts as fully vaccinated and will continue to be a moving target as they add boosters. Um, uh, but so, so that's the problem. That's the unknown is, okay, this massive influx of VAERS reporting, how much of that is actually attributable to the vaccine? It takes right. time to know those things. What are the long-term effects, uh, of, of these MRNA treatments? Well, it takes time to get that data. They actually like the MRNA treatments were being developed, um, really with cancer as the thought process of what the major treatment was going to be. Um, yeah. But, but the uh, science behind him, mRNA is well before 2020, like well before the, the COVID was even an yes, issue. Yes, they've been developing it for a long time. Have you looked into why they haven't had success treating with cancer with it or why they haven't done uh, additional studies with that? And it's because there, there, there are studies that where they were using it in courses of treatment and they were finding that over time, as they continue to give dosages, they reached a level of toxicity with it. Right, right. And But I mean, we're talking about cancer to COVID. You know, we're talking about cancer, which is extremely deadly versus COVID, which is like Josh said earlier, 99% death rate. I, I'm 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 missing or survival your point. rate. Excuse me. Right. So so I think that the the levels of toxicity and fatality is it's when you're looking at COVID versus cancer, they 
it just they're different animals. I don't know how you can say that, Adam, when you have no idea how many boosters they're going to require of you, particularly you who've signed your rights away and have to let them either uh, separate you or stab you as many times as they want. I mean, I I don't I don't I don't see the correlation so, between the uncertainty between cancer and COVID and because the military telling me what to do. I because I maybe because I I made the point poorly, but the level of toxicity wasn't with the cancers killing them. It's as they continue to administer the mRNA treatments that they reached a level of toxicity with the treatment itself. It was an issue with the mRNA treatments. Not that it wasn't effective against the cancer. That wasn't the point I was making. It wasn't whether or not, yeah, cancer's a tough nut to crack. We understand that. The issue mm. was with the toxicity levels of the treatments. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't so know. Saying, so, that, yeah. so that's so that's the unknowns. Might not see any of those those issues with these vaccines, but mm. those are the unknowns, and that's where people are saying, I want to have the autonomy. I do have the autonomy as an individual to say those unknowns those potential cons and the known cons outweigh the pros for me. Sure. You want to sure. take five, six, seven boosters? Have at it. Yeah. Ha- have at it. Pick them yeah. up at Walgreens, stab yourself in the leg like an EpiPen. Have and at that's, it. That's Just one don't thing stab that me I, in the leg. That's, that's one thing that I do wholeheartedly agree with. I think that everybody should have the right to choose whether or not they want to do it. Right? Now, I think that once you're in the military, it's a completely different animal. Right. And maybe I'm a little biased because I'm used to just being like, okay, like we did, we did this, you know, so we know what, what that means. And, but, but when you're, when you're talking about like separate myself from the military and when you're talking about every average citizen, everybody should have the right to be like, Hey, like, I don't trust this. I don't understand this and I don't want it yet. And fine. You know, nobody should be restricted by that. The government shouldn't say you can't shop, you can't eat, you can't, you know, go to the grocery store just because you haven't been vaccinated yet. So I, I do wholeheartedly agree with you there that like, if there's not a level of trust that a a person has with it, they should still be able to say, no, I don't want it. Yeah. But if they don't want it, you should be allowed to uh, ostracize them from communities and judge them and hate on them on social media. (laughs) No, of course not. But social media is its own, its own beast. You know, the, the people on social media are going to, be the way they are and who's going to dictate that other than the people that are there i heard i was listening to uh, jocko on the on the jack Carr podcast of the day so jack Carr is a really cool guy that he was a seal team six guy retired from the seals and now uh, you know he writes uh you know like adventure novels and they're they're good i like them check out his books but so he had jocko on because jocko released his well it's not his first fiction book but his first fiction book not for kids so they were on talking about that, but they talked about Jocko's career and everything else. But uh, he was kind of pressing him on like, what would it take for you to to run for office? So Jocko was just kind of commenting on the state of the nation and the world in general. And he's like, you know, if you if you look at Twitter and you look at Instagram and you think that's America, then we're we're already a failed state. Oh, totally. <laughs> like it's totally. just not. It's just not real. I just take what life, Dave Ch- but Dave Chappelle said about Twitter. He goes, and that's not a real place. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yes. Like, why do we care so, so much what LeBron says on Twitter? Like, it's yeah. it's not even real. Like, I mean, I mean, this? if you're talking about toxicity, man, like social media is the worst place to try to judge the state of the country or the Anything. world. You know, because because that's that's where people have full anonymity and have absolutely no filter, and there it's there's no place for discourse or conversation or anything. So like looking to, to Twitter and saying, Oh, this is the state of our country. Like, 
I understand the reason why certain people would do that because like as as society has progressed or as the United States has progressed and and there's been platforms for discussion when it comes to modern day stuff, it's all been based on social media. And that's where a lot of people think like that's where the most beneficial conversation is coming from. But that's not really true. I mean, if you look at Twitter and you look at Facebook, how many of those people actually go out and vote? Right? Like how many Twitter users are out there being extremely prolific on Twitter and Instagram and whatever and TikTok? But it, those users on TikTok, how many TikTokers are actually voting? Adam, Too do you know? have a TikTok account? I Too do many. not. Oh, okay. Okay. As I say, if you had a, an account, you should stop talking. <laughs> That's a Chinese owned company, brother. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. They're our friends in peace. What are you talking about? They yeah, want friends they in for the best trade. interest in everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we, we've actually, uh, our, you know, our, our list of followers, speaking of social media, uh, our list of followers on Instagram uh, here for the podcast has been steadily growing, which is, is fun and cool to see. And we, we've been working on that some. We got some great uh, advice on that from, from Cadre DS that paid uh, immediate dividends. But uh, there's, a, there's a group, there's an account that's following us out of, out of Hong Kong. And I'm like, ooh. We got on their radar. Hope talked I don't bad get about the rockets. Hope I don't yeah. get to thrown in prison. My bad. Yeah, good thing Mike is redacted, and it's just Adam. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> I need to come up. Yeah, I need another yeah, one name yeah, singer to yeah, put on your say, name. It'd, it'd take a real super sleuth to figure out who either of you are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, b- between our pictures of Mike on our social media and constantly referencing him and people all knowing where we live and you relaying, uh, relaying your highly publicized story of your kidnapping, uh, I think the I think the polish is, might be off of those turds. Well, we'll keep it up a, for fun. There's a big disconnect at the kidnapping, all right? So don't don't put me in the same uh, in the same realm as Mike being on the rucks with your live Instagram posts, okay? Mike, Mike is out there. I see him. <laughs> I'm just saying, anybody who really wants to know who the two of you are, I mean, they don't have oh, to be. We're going to bring it full know. circle here. They don't need to be Sherlock Holmes. They don't have yeah. to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, they, before uh, this podcast exists, they probably already knew who we were. Yeah, yeah they don't need to be a, a foreign op- operative. But if they were, Eric Swalwell would sleep with them. hey Oh, now. <laughs> so... Uh, Good anyway, time. Josh, how you doing, Josh? You haven't said a few words in a few minutes. Um, I I mean, I I have nothing to contribute, so it's just to stay <laughs> quiet. Uh, better to be silent and thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Am I right, guys? Um, mm. but I I mean I'm maybe when you're not hosting a podcast, I think that holds <laughs> up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Um, I I think um. I mean, I'm the only one non-vaxxed here currently between the three of us, and that's been a, a, a intentional decision. Well, one, I got COVID last October uh, in 2020. So then once that happened, that was before the, the vac- was the vaccine out at that point? October, October 2020? 2020? No. So like I, like once I had COVID and then the vaccine came out, I'm like, why do I need to get it? Everyone's like, you still need to get it even though you had it. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Because um, <laughs> like... If I had the chicken pox, why am I going to go get the chicken pox vaccine? You know, it's not it's not apples to apples, but it feels like it is. Yeah, um, sure. I'm going to argue this with my MD background. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm kind of like what Kayla was saying. I'm, I'm, or one of you were saying. I'm just a little sketched out by it. And uh, I'm not anti-vax, but I'm not, I'm not like 
trying to go get jabbed tomorrow with this one because it just everything feels weird around it. <laughs> and then Kale's saying all these booster things are just going to keep coming. So I'm like, I didn't think I told you this, Adam. Like, I think I'll wait till y'all figure this out. And mm-hmm. one, I already had it. So I think we're in Kira now has had it. Kuma, we're waiting. Well, you've to had see it Kuma. twice now. Well, I'm pretty sure that was the delts. So I'm like double COVID immunized. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is, you know, I mean, there's something to be said for like, oh, you know, we're not immunologists, we're not virologists, whatever. Okay, but we're not unintelligent either, uh, you know, and so it can know, get a man, little I'm... tricky to tell the difference between good studies and bad studies. You do have to dig in a little bit. You do have to see how big uh, cohorts are. You do need to see if there's a control group. There's some different things, um, right? But some of these some of these bigger studies, you know, with trusted sources, uh, you don't need to be an MD. And some... MDs are crap at sussing out good research versus bad research, right? Like, um, you know, not every, not every MD out there, DO out there was the valedictorian either. So, um, but it's like, I, I do think there is some solid data out there at this point that, that indicates that, uh, natural infection does confer stronger and longer lasting immunity than the current vaccines available to us do based on the data that we have right now. It's, it's, it's a moving target. It's a changing thing, right? We learn something new all the time. I, I think, you know, maybe even the government would have had way less pushback on these mandates back when it was fresher and we, and we knew, and we knew less. Uh, but now we, we really have a better feel and idea for what the risk is, uh, what the risk is relative to your gender and your age, what the risk is based on, uh, where you live and how great your exposure is to other people in crowds and whatever. But we also know that there, there are treatments that are working, even if you want to set aside the ones that have, have been heavily politicized, even if you, if you don't want to talk about hydroxychloroquine, if you don't want to talk about ivermectin, okay, that's fine. You can set those aside, but we do have monoclonal antibodies that are a readily available treatment that we do know is effective. We do have remdesivir. Um, we do have now Merck and Pfizer both applying for approval uh, for antivirals that they've developed. Now, I don't know if we can or should, uh, you, you know, there's, there's all kinds of, it's like, I heard this stat on a podcast today. It's like 2000, um, different products a year are, are pulled from the FDA approval mm-hmm. that prior had it. Right. So it's not like FDA, full FDA approval is this golden goose, this panacea of this thing's perfect and it's never going to cause any problems. Um, and it's disingenuous to act like that is what that is. And I'm, I'm not accusing any of us of that, but there's certainly people, uh, in, you know, out in the, the Twitter sphere and the talking heads and the media who, who do act like that. Oh, well, it's got full FDA approval. It, it's perfectly safe. Well, I, I'm in Florida where you've got John Morgan and his ilk running ads nonstop on your radio and television. And if there's anything I've learned from attorneys ads, it's that there's all kinds of crap that had full FDA approval uh, that now I could join a class action lawsuit for because it got pulled off the shelves because it turns out it's maiming and killing people. That's not an uncommon thing. Um, But so in a world where it's like, ah, this thing isn't a massive risk to a massive percentage of people. So it's the, the severe risks um, are, are small for the vast majority of the population, even for the people most affected, uh, right? Even when you see, like, oh, you might have like a 5 or 6% chance of dying from this thing if you're 85 and have a 5 or 6% chance of dying from anything. Um, uh, but it's like, if I told, if I gave you guys like 95% odds 
on, you know, a bet in Vegas, you'd go all in on that. You'd put your, you'd put your mortgage down on that. Like who wouldn't take 95% odds? So it's, I think the army would tell me no and do it anyway. (laughs) Uh, But so we have a better understanding of the risks. There are other, other treatments either already out there that are effective like remdesivir, uh, like monoclonal antibodies. There are other things in the pike. There are other vaccines that are coming. Um, and there is just the case of, no, I, you don't get to tell me that I have to put something into my body into yeah. saying, oh, well, we're not saying you have to. Well, if you're saying that I can't work or eat or travel without it, you kind of are, aren't you? Like it's right. just semantics and particularly yeah. douchey semantics at that. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's kind of where I'm at. Like one, I don't like the mandating stuff. That seems very interesting to me. And then also Biden's been president, what, 11 months? Maybe 12, 13 months ago, he was saying, don't get the vaccine. Trump's scary. Don't do it. And then he's president. Suddenly, we have to all get the vaccine. And now he's mandating it. It's like, hold on. I mean, you were just saying, don't get it. But but now you're saying, get it. But that's the like, okay, so I understand when he comes to COVID, but, but let me let me propose a question that's completely separate from COVID itself. It's like, uh, my, my, my question is, how many vaccines have been mandated by the federal government? Do you guys know the answer to that? Uh, no. A lot. Because when you go to school, your public school system requires that you as a, as a, as yeah, a but child. Those vaccines yeah, are but so days old. Those- well, those are those are state or local mandates. They're not federal, and they're it's very very easy to but exempt from them. But it's still, very easy to exempt from them. But they're still mandated, correct? Uh, I know people that kids that didn't get it, like parents that don't want their kids getting vaccinated, and they're still allowed so, at certain schools. So yes, mandated, but very very easy to exempt for religious or medical reasons or otherwise. You also could go to a private school that doesn't mandate them. You could also homeschool. You have several options not to do that. And nobody, like the school's but not saying, But homeschooling well, is like the, the more realistic of those options, right? Because looking for a, a private school where there's no public vaccination mandation work, excuse me, I'm stuttering, but there's no vaccination requirement whatsoever at a, at a private school, that seems unrealistic. Like, do you know of any private schools where you've tried to send your kids that did not have a, a vaccination requirement? Um, I'll say that uh, I work in that sector, and uh, uh, I know that. That's why I'm asking. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in the sense that it's just as easy to like, like the ask and the expectation is for them to have the standard course of vaccinations. But again, right. there's there's very easy methods and processes for opting out of that. Again, both for medical and or religious reasons. But there's like still it's just, a, it's just, a standard it's just not a tough thing, of, and nobody's trying to take anybody's livelihood away over it. Right, and and that and that's where I see that there's a gray area, and things are are vastly different, right? But what I'm really wondering is where, at what point does it become like, okay, well, the COVID vaccine is just like any of the standard vaccines that you just mentioned, like you know, chicken pox or hepatitis or whatever. Uh, whatever whatever's on those lists i don't, I don't even know but, but well here's here's what i don't here's what i don't know is of uh and i think this is a, is a much more apt comparison to where we're at with vaccines for covid right now i don't know if any school public or pub, public or private that mandates flu vaccines that's hmm. not a thing nobody probably prevents not. you from nobody prevents you from coming to school without a flu vaccine no one probably not and i, I think that's a that's a good comparison hmm. 
Now, let me let me throw you for, for a couple of libertarian loops here, because I think you and I uh, tend to fall more on opposite sides of the fence, if I was guessing. But um, I do 100% believe, uh, and uh, we'll call it an opinion, but I'm right, uh, that if the election had gone, <laughs> if the election had gone differently, if Trump had won, um, the tables would, would turn 100%. Everybody who's anti-vaccine right now would have four or five boosters already. And everybody who's pro-vaccine right now would not take the Trump, what they would call the Trump vaccine. I, 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 I think that's probably the case as well. I guarantee you the table, it, it would flip. And that goes back to what I was just saying. But because doesn't that make Biden it like... was so against the vaccine. Like he, and Kamala, like on the debate with Pence, she was like, I would not, if Trump recommended, I would not get, she was vehement. She was But doesn't like, that make it like such a terrible problem that nobody cares about the science behind the vaccines anymore? everybody is just looking at the politics oh hey uh, welcome to the libertarian world where we, we're actually spending time trying to find trustworthy sources who are actually just following the science and that's what i'm saying i mean i think that like i think that if you and i had a at a political conversation about what our where our politics align they'd be fairly similar um because i feel like a lot of the the you know the freedom should go to the people and like we should believe in this the the actual legitimate sources and not just what the politicians are saying because politicians on both sides are corrupt and biased and just want to push their own agenda based on what will get them continually in office well and and i think that that's a prime example which i think that that makes it a prime problem is that nobody will if you're saying right now that realistically people will not get vaccinated if Trump was in office, like if the, if left wing people would not get vaccinated because Trump was in office, but now right wing people people are not getting vaccinated because Biden is in office. That's that's a problem, and the problem is not in the sense that it's a political issue. It's the sense that nobody trusts science. Because but Trump is still saying it's a vaccine too, so it is kind of ironic that there are a lot of right wingers that don't get the vaccine because Biden said get it. But Trump was booed at one of his own rallies a couple months ago encouraging everyone to get because he's he's still wanting the credit for the vaccine itself um because he did the operation warp speed or whatever and so like he's the wanting the credit was and so like developed by german, like a german i don't i don't hey i don't i don't care i just i'm just telling you what he says he said i'm just quoting what he said he said he it, he wants the credit what it's trump um and uh and and so he was he was he was encouraging his rally to go get the vaccine and he got booed yeah yeah. Well, I think that's because like when you start when you start an ideology, it eventually leaves you behind, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the people that follow it don't really they 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 follow the idea more than they follow you. And if you shift gears, they're going to say, "Oh, well, you've just But Trump was a never shill. anti-vax. Right. He was the one fighting when he was in office to get the vaccine out as quick as he, as he could. And then it was Biden in that camp saying, "Don't get it, don't get it." And then yeah, tables turned. Suddenly it's, "Hey, well, go get it. Why the, aren't you getting the, it?" The trouble we we find ourselves in, you know, to the extent that polit- politics plays a role in this, it, you know, you can't hang, um, you know, that around Trump or or Biden's neck. I agree. It's we're we're in this position uh, for several different reasons. Because and, of China, and, you know, some maybe we we, we wouldn't agree <laughs> on. So you know, we'll we'll set a you know, um, set aside the, the degrading more just a base morality in our populace but we've seen over over decades now you can go back and you know, try and tie it to the kennedys if you want or if you fall on the other side of the fence you might want to tie it to nixon but we've just seen this slow degradation 
of our trust in these major, major organizations. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been happening over decades where it comes to this perfect storm, where when you need an unbiased agency, you need uh, a, a fully functional, non you know, apolitical, uh, comp- highly competent CDC and FDA, um, you know, in this situation and, and trust in those agencies and just trust in government at all levels has just been eroded and eroded and eroded over several decades now. Yeah. So then when we just come down to this perfect storm of, uh, you know, all of the vitriol, uh, you know, around, you know, backing, you know, towards the left from, from the right and from, from MAGA country and, and vice versa, uh, where it was just a perfect storm. Where it's like, man, this is a really, this is a really bad time for for a pandemic. I don't know when the good time would have been for the pandemic, <laughs> but this was a real, real bad time for a pandemic to to well, come around. I think you know when you're saying that it like part of the vitriol is coming from MAGA country, and part of part of the, part of the the conversation is coming from the far left. You know, like. I don't feel that that's where a majority of the people sit. And I think that that's part of the problem too, right? It's like uh, most of what you hear is from the far left or the far right. And it's the most extremist points of either one. Oh yeah. And no, it's, it's 20% of the country. They just happen to be the loudest. It's, they just it's, happen it's, to be the squeaky wheel. 10% on each end. And what's funny is at least with, with my uh, belief system, I, I, I don't believe in a left, right um, uh, political spectrum. Uh, I think the political spectrum runs from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and so zero being anarchy and and 100 being tyranny. And what's funny is, uh, you know, where we at right now. The, yeah. The, the left and the, you know, those extremists are actually closer to, you know, their lockstep, uh, you know, or tend to be in that, in that spectrum from, from zero to 100. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, <laughs> where you know when you're when you're a, a a true centrist on that scale like me where you want just enough government to protect your rights and not so much that it can trample them um you really don't care uh you know if there's a boot on your foot you don't care if it's the right boot or the left boot <laughs> hmm. I mean, it gets uncomfortable so. after a little bit yeah they, especially if they're new boots you gotta work yeah them. do you have like the shoals and then you get <laughs> then you get blisters and so <laughs> We we promised you people nerdiness, and what you got was vaccine talk. So you're welcome. I think there was a good mix so far. You I know, thought we talked I, about a lot of different things. Well, I was trying but to at keep least you notes. Got it with this voice. I was I was trying to keep <laughs> notes of like just the topics we talk about to make it a little easier on Kale for the show notes and stuff. And we were so all over the place. All I was able to write was clocks. Uh, no that's my that's my favorite thing though we did get as we do rabbit trailed uh before we got some of to some of the entertainment stuff uh, i will say excited for which one entertainment thing that adam and i were just doing and it was super dope so how i think we explained this when adam you were for on the first time you were on but adam and i met playing through xbox uh back in 2007 playing halo 3 right Mm -hmm. so halo infinite the new halo coming out uh in december um they released the multiplayer uh beta beta Mm -hmm. and uh so i was playing it a little bit uh today and adam uh i told him to hop on so we could play together and dude it was so much fun like we were playing capture the flag and i don't know the last time we've played that like that like it was it was I heard a grandfather clock and I was back to being a little kid too. You know, Dude, <laughs> same man. I told, I told Molly that like after we ran that round round of capture the flag where like you and I were switching back and forth Dude, between grabbing we, the flag and scoring it. We killed it, that round. 
we we were so good and that that i told molly i was like i just played a really good round of capture the flag with josh and that brought me back to high school to which molly replied shut up i'm on the phone yeah she (laughs) she said shut up i'm on the phone go in the other room and i was like yes yes ma'am it was such good like just teamwork and it was it was fun like we we killed that round we each got like uh, two captures i think we we won four to zero four to one maybe on and it goes up to five um and I think we each had two captures, maybe, and then just the we went. Po- I went positive in my KDR, and oh, I felt good after that. And then I was like, and I was like, you want to do one more? I'm like, no, we have to record the podcast, so we need. I need to get off. So, but I haven't. I haven't. Somewhere felt there's a ten like, year old South Korean boy crying because of you two. Probably yeah, well, sucks, dude. Sucks That's what it gets. I used to be that ten year old South Korean boy. Sucks to South Korea. <laughs> you were kidnapped to South Korea, and that's how you were that little boy. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was telling Josh Kale that I'm so sad that that story is locked behind the Patreon because like three people are going to hear it and it's just a it, how, you know, it's, how dare you? Technically, <laughs> technically, eleven people can hear it. Uh, eleven, people. you oh, know, God, despite sorry. your defection, some Patreon supporters have stuck around. I defected. I defected. <laughs> you know it, it. You know, times are tough. Hey, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I got no judgment for somebody that just wants to stick around and get their mug or for somebody who has stuff come up. Hey, all all the support counts. All the support. <laughs> all the support helps. So, But I was telling Josh that that was like the, the only good story I have in my entire life, and it's locked behind a paywall now. So now well, you just need... Uh, here's, a bunch here's of other the thing supporters. with your approval. I was I was thinking about the day I was listening to uh, Office Ladies podcast as we do around here. They were having their 100th episode. Congratulations, ladies! I know you're both listening. And um, so, but they were they were reading. Uh, Jenna was reading off like a, a fan mail that was like saying how they appreciate that they take the time to. You know, it was really like mushy feely stuff that I don't really appreciate. They're like, but we, you know, I, sometimes when it's a, a rerun or it's old content at first, I'm, I'm disappointed, but then I'm like, oh good. You know, they're taking time for their self themselves and their mental health. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a, it's a podcast. What do you need a break from? <laughs> I know you record <laughs> one episode a week, ladies, what like you're God <laughs> break from. And they're like, they have an actual studio and like producers and sound right. people. And, and that's like, barely an hour each episode. Like, Hey, talk to me when you're doing, you know, when you're doing all your own editing and social media and everything else. So ladies, we love you. Please come on the podcast. Um, but uh, so we, cool we, we could cross promote. We could, you know, we could record one episode and can go on both podcasts. What I'm open to whatever uh, you have your people call or have them call me and we don't have people. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, so I had that thought as I'm like, at some point, you know, we've talked about it on here. We came in with a goal. I think what do we say, Josh? Like we want to hit like a, a consistent 10 weeks. Yeah. My goal was our- 10. Like, cause for the longest time, it's like, can we just shut up and record an episode? Can we record an episode? Then we recorded that one. And then I'm like, all right, next goal is 10. Once we hit yeah. 10, we're at, this is 35, I think. Yeah. And, it's and now I'm like, I don't even. 35 is actually, I think, 37. I think we're, our count's off by two, I think. Because of the 19.5. 19 and, and episode yeah. zero. Um, and mm. uh, so, but at some point, I think it probably would be reasonable for us to take a week off. Nobody freak out. Take a week off, perhaps around Christmas here. So maybe with your permission, Adam, maybe we, maybe we drop that as a. <laughs> yeah, you know, Why not do Merry Thanksgiving Christ- since that's next Mer- week? Merry, Merry Christmas. Here's a kidnapping story for you. Warms <laughs> the heart. 
<laughs> you know what? If you if you did want to take a week off and use that story as a Patreon, and if it would if it if it would sound good as a recording, I'd I'd be all for it. I mean, it's it already I, a recording. No, I mean like already sounding as good. an as an individual because like the Patreon, I've I've gone back and listened to that Patreon recording, and it kind of picks off of where we kind of left off. Um, but well, if it we could do good, what we did with um, what did we do uh, a couple weeks ago? Or two weeks ago, what episode was that? Oh, we with did... Mike and Rebecca. Yeah, so we we yeah, did a, a, we recorded a like great a, episode. We recorded a little pre- uh, preface uh, of hey, this was on there and whatever, and we could just do that. Say a ha- happy Thanksgiving, or if we use it for Christmas, happy Christmas. Yeah, and here's this up yours. See ya. Yeah, we could. <laughs> it could even you know we could even edit it into a little super episode. Uh, you know where it just runs right into it from from your full episode. So. Maybe maybe we'll do maybe we'll do something like that. But I'd be I, all for it. And you I know, will say, man, we've been uh, we've been making these things happen. Come come heck or high water, I really uh, did not want to record tonight based on how I was feeling, but I'm glad I did. It's been a good time. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly, I'm. I'm really proud of you guys overall because you know when you guys yeah. first started out, it was like uh, uh, I, I remember Josh saying like i don't know if we're going to record tonight or i don't know if we're going to record next week or what and like the the build-up right the beginning first few episodes is where it's very difficult to gain traction and can like build a, a rhythm and you guys have now done it for 35 slash 37 episodes so you know you've 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 at least built that traction mm. and you've made a rhythm and you're you're doing it no when when not if when uh the podcast makes it big i don't even know what that means but when the podcast makes it big uh i firmly believe it will be in no small part due to our consistency oh totally i really do think particularly in uh today's uh climate society whatever uh you know 90 percent is showing up a lot of people just don't just don't show up i heard yeah. i had someone who I would have never guessed listens to the podcast. I won't give his name away because his wife was outing him hard. Like, I saw them too, and she's like, hey, he listens to your podcast all the time and was raving. And I could tell he was embarrassed. Like, he just wanted to keep it his thing. That's uh, funny. Yeah. And like, it was just, I was like, I would have never guessed you listen to the podcast. Like, that's cool. Te- text me, text me, text me, tell right. me who it is. Well, uh, I will say, uh, I don't even know if you know it's- them, probably. A little, uh, you know, a little uh, behind the scenes baseball. We are coming up on a on a little bit of a milestone of, uh, I think, and well, this episode will probably get us there, but we're about to cross the, we did something big, I think for like 500 plays or a thousand plays. And we haven't really talked about it since then. Um, you know, and I, <laughs> going back to off I heard them talking about that, you know, they get like 2 million downloads an episode or something like that. So talking about 3,500 lifetime plays, um, seems meager, but, uh, you know, we've also never been on a, on a sitcom. Uh, so, uh, but this episode will probably put us over 3,500 total plays. Um, and something that's nice. been cool, cool to me as, uh, you know, more so watching the stats is watching like, uh, anchor will give you like, they'll look at all the metrics and they'll say, okay, we kind of estimate your, your audience to be this based on downloads and plays and unique devices, kind of taking the whole picture. We kind of estimate, uh, the, the audience to be this, and it just keeps creeping up closer and closer. Uh, to 100. So there might be more people in any given week listening more than that, less than that. So it's based on a lot of things. So I'm like, you know, Josh and I both kind of coming out of the the church world. You know, I've had some friends that do church plants and stuff like that. And you wouldn't want to be there forever. Um, but if we were, you know, maybe this far into a, like a church plant somewhere and we were running 100 people a week, like, I feel like we were doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, so you guys, you guys are just part of our congregation here on the Solid 7 Podcast. 
Right now, go ahead and bow your head and close your right eyes. Right now, some, and, uh, some listeners are like, I'm an atheist. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> my bad. We tricked you. <laughs> Got him. I was listening. Have you heard of, uh, have you listened to Nate Bargatze's podcast, Kale? No, you were talking about it earlier. And it, the second you mentioned it, I'm like, that's somebody who would be like so fun because he, he's just, he does that same dry humor as his bits, but he can do it off the cuff. I'm, oh, I've heard him do it so on other good. podcasts. Yeah. I'll say the same thing I said an hour and 43 minutes ago. I didn't even know that he had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I brought it up while we were on air. I forgot already, but um, well, who, it was point, interesting what's on air. Cause we were talking about the church world stuff. He, at the beginning of this Seinfeld episode, hey, yeah, I do remember talking about on air now. Um, this episode he was talking about because he's a clean comic but he doesn't he he hates advertising and he doesn't advertise himself as a quote clean comic because Mm -hmm. usually when you hear that that has a connotation of cheesy or lame or whatever so he 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 likes that he is a clean comic without having to say he is and um and it was really interesting to hear that because like he's not trying to be clean he just he kind of just is and uh but his stuff is so much more funnier and he went into the like he's nothing against like the Tom Segueras of the world or the Dave Chappelle's who are very raunchy and curse a lot. And he's just like, I think it takes a little bit more oomph to not, to not to uh, be that kind of comedian. And it was really interesting yeah. to listen to it. And yeah. uh, he's obviously super successful. Uh, and he's well, awesome. It, it's funny, you know, like you mentioned in that and kind of comparing him to Dave, just my, uh, I, well, I call him Dave cause we're, we're close like that. But, um, uh, <laughs> <I call him, laughs> you know, like it stands out Chappy. so much in his shows or at least it does to me maybe this is a middle class white guy take but like it is how many how many in bombs he drops yeah and so I, it just dawned on me like i'm not wanting to play a drinking game but if that was your drinking game you'd die <laughs> if, if you were gonna like do a yeah. shot or however these games work like every time he dropped an end bomb you would have alcohol poisoning and it, die. You know what would be even worse if you want to die faster? Anything that would be considered offensive now. That would if you take a drink every time anything offensive is said, you'd be dead in like thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still just so annoyed he people are trying to cancel that his newest stand up because it's like uh, did you did you guys watch it? Because, did you listen? Did you listen well, to what he said? Because it's everything you're mad at, he explained. So yeah. it's fairly I, empathetic to to multiple different lifestyles and yeah. oh, God, that I don't, crazy. you know, I don't know if you guys see this, this clip of Ricky Gervais floating around or popping up as often as I do, but of course, you know, he's become, uh, well, I'm not becoming, he always has been, you know, this free speech warrior, but he's not, you know, he, he just calls everybody out on the crap now. And he's, you know, it's just this clip that I keep seeing of him. It's like, who, who ever told you, you got to go through life without anyone saying something, anything that you disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. I mean, I mean, dang, like, Kale, you and I disagreed on a lot in this, you know, past 30 minutes that we had a conversation about vaccines, like, but we still had a conversation, we still respect each other, we still like each other, and that's, that's a, that's a big thing that's been lost, is that people can't have a, a conversation where they disagree about certain points without getting so emotionally involved that they don't respect the other person, and then it becomes to the extent where they don't even care about anybody else that does not have the same opinion. Well, and I don't then, respect neither of you. So, well, we know that already, Josh. But it doesn't have to do with our conversation. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. That yeah. would mean more <laughs> if you weren't dead inside. Ah, yeah. true. I liked what. <laughs> did you see um, Adele on uh, her little concert thing she did last week with Oprah too? 
You know I follow everything Adele and Oprah, so Dude, of course. Dude, don't you sleep on my, my girl. She's she's fire, okay? <laughs> the one song that has been released, Kira's been playing it on repeat. It's 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 a banger. Yeah, um, she's got pipes for sure. And can we can we talk about the fact, is it inappropriate to talk about the fact that she is an absolute dime piece? You know, she has she she's has not really... Ugly. She's not ugly. She is. She's really coming to her own. I will say. Well, that. she talked yeah. about her whole weight thing because she was overweight, and uh, the, her this whole album that's about to come out. It'll come out tomorrow, or it'll already be out when by the time you listen to this episode. So go listen to it on Apple Music. Um, <laughs> I would. I don't know if it's good because I haven't heard it yet. I am in the past. You are in the future. Hello, future. I am well. <laughs> don't drink uh, coffee. It's okay. poison. Okay. <laughs> don't what drink is the even? coffee. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is the office, folks. <laughs> Um, but she, uh, Oprah asked her like about the weight stuff. Like, why did she choose to lose the weight? Yada, yada. And, um, she did get a lot of hate because we've talked about before on here, the fat phobia stuff and how that's right. f- for whatever reason, great gaining traction, uh, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be hard. Sorry. And, um, I was talking to Molly about that last night about, about fat phobia stuff and, Molly is much more liberal than I am. Oh um, yeah, I, I would say I'm I'm definitely centrist, liberal leaning, and Molly's much more liberal. And we talked about fat phobia stuff, and it's like, you know, I was I was really glad that we had a conversation about it because because she wants to become. Never mind. <laughs> Where were you going with I that? Don't know. I was hoping you just get offended by me just hinting at something. All right. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's I think it's with most things, it's like you know, and maybe I'll maybe I'll go back to to COVID, but it's like we we have to we have to have a trust in experts to an extent. Right. And so if people who are obese and, and, and suffering with health issues and we can look at them and say like, no, don't say like everybody needs to accept you because you're healthy because you're not. Your ankles you're, are in pain. Right. Well, like, and that's, that's where the issue comes in is with, with the, con- or the, the, the friction, the problem, the, the disagreement yeah. is with the conflating of the issues. Right. Um, should you hate yourself if you're fat? No. no. Should you think, man, I'm so ugly if you're fat? No. You might also be ugly, but I, I'm not telling you you should hate yourself for that. Totally. Um, and and people should just be nice to each other, man. And like yeah. that seems like such a simple thing, but like, should anybody say like, hey, you're fat and you suck and your life should change? No. 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 But do you get to gaslight me into... I have to pretend that that's healthy, that that's the healthiest you can be, that that's the best for you, that that's the healthiest lifestyle. No, you don't get to do that. And that's what gets conflated. Me saying that, I'm not, it's not a phobia. I'm not afraid of you. I don't hate you. I don't dislike you. I don't, I don't wish you ill. Um, I don't want to pay for your health care. Great argument. So all this body positivity is a great argument against universal health care. But, uh, but, but no, but for the, like, you want to force me to stop stating the medical fact that it's less healthy for you to be in that state. I'm not going to do that. That's where we've got to part ways. We want to follow the science, but we don't want to follow follow like the signs of a nutrition plan right and, and i exercise mean exercise and healthy that's, living and that's what i meant by like the COVID thing as well is like there's you know there's science all around right like 
like there's got to be a there has to be acceptance in science no matter what it is and it can't just fit your narrative and especially when it comes to like this fat phobia thing like there are certain people that are saying like no we're beautiful no matter what and if you don't agree with that then you're discriminating us and it's like okay like if you are positive about your body and you're happy with who you are that's fine but if you're trying to convince the public that you are healthy and you're obviously not and your doctor is telling you that you're not then there's a disconnect well, and, and that's kind of what Adele, the whole reason why I brought it up yeah. is she had this one quote that she told Oprah because she lost a lot of weight and it wasn't because uh, she was ashamed of being fat, whatever, like nothing like that at all. It was just one, she was going through a divorce. That's what this whole album is about is her divorce. Um, and so she just, to help get her mind off it, she just started working out and she just ended up being skinny. It was just the outcome of it. It wasn't like I'm trying yeah. to be skinny. And yeah. so then she got a lot of hate from that community of how dare you, you, you left us like you, you're making it bad to be fat now. And, and she had this quote and I'm like, yes, that she says, quote, it's not my job to validate how people feel about their bodies. Totally. And it's like, totally. yes. Thank you, Adele. <laughs> like, like, I was like Molly and I were talking about this last night and you know a friend of hers ha- has issues with her thyroid and it makes her struggle with being overweight right and so it's it's a legitimate medical medical issue to where she does eat healthy and she does make efforts to to lose weight but it because of her thyroid problems it doesn't happen and then there are others who have just literal no self control and they latch on to those type of things and say, "Yeah, we're all in this together. Yeah, right? we're all we're all we're all beautiful." Right. And it's like, okay, there are people that literally that that legitimately struggle with with these type of issues, and they're overweight and they're fighting hard to not be. But those that have no self control choose to jump onto that and make it a whole civil rights movement about it. And it's you know, it's it's not fair and it's it's not right. And it's there, people don't take personal responsibility in their own actions and it's the same thing with adele like adele went to the gym because she was feeling sad and she got skinny and then people were like i was reading like the reason why this is gaining traction is because at the height of the blm movement and at the height of like just there's minority groups trying to get equal rights and so it's this like fat positive i don't even know what their proper term is like fat Mm -hmm. positive or like it's okay to be big i don't know what their quote is but Mm -hmm. like they're trying to ride on the coattails of an actual minority group and trying to themselves be a minority group and get equal treatment and be considered normal and this that and it's like no you're you're actually unhealthy like it's not that we hate you it's not that we just like no we want you to live a long life and you will not live a long life and i mean there's there's, every day there's honestly like if if you're if you're a person who you're okay with that then fine man like if you want to if you want to eat unhealthy and you want to be obese and you're you're happy with your body and you're comfortable with being you know severely overweight fine you know but don't don't delude yourself and delude others into saying that this is healthy right because that's that's where it gets crazy there's a difference between being physically healthy and mentally comfortable with yourself and your body image right and if you want to if you want to be happy with your own body image cool no one's stopping you, but don't try to convince everyone else in the world that that means that you're actually physically healthy. Correct. Well, and on that note, boys, I'm going to go give this cold some sleep. 
<laughs> I don't know when you people are listening to this, but it's after 11 p.m. here, and I could use some shut-eye. I'm going to try to go uh, back to work tomorrow without infecting the whole world, so I'm going to close my office door, do my thing, but uh, Adam D., thanks for coming back on. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And, yeah. Uh, it was Josh, okay. Eh, yeah. I'm here. So... But uh, listeners, we love you. We mean it. We appreciate it. If uh, you know, if you'd like to, uh, you like what you hear, uh, and you'd like to throw some support, we'll always take a positive rating. Whatever app you're on, five stars, thumbs up, whatever they let you do, positive review. That's always helpful. If you want to take that to the uh, next level, maybe you get something, we get something. Then uh, go to solidsomepodcast.com, click that link on GoRuck, get yourself some uh, awesome gear, or sign up for an event. Something like that. Or and go to their event and get their stuff that Kale just spent a lot of money on for much cheaper, like what I did. Yeah, that's not like a regular thing, and we don't get a cut of that. So oh, yeah. Do what just, Kale just said. Ignore yeah. We'll edit this part out. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, you know, if that's not your thing, you can always hit up uh, Origin and uh, Jocko Fuel. Get yourself some Jocko Go. Get some of that new pre-workout. Get yourself a, a gi if that's what you're into. But uh, you be sure when you're there to use our coupon code, SOLID7 get you uh, 10% off. And then if you just really want to be next level, if you just really are like, no, I'm better than most of the, the people who are listening and I want people to know it. That's when you click that link for Patreon and you become a monthly supporter. What, what? And, uh, throw us a little support. You'll get bonus content every week. Uh, at the $10 level, you get uh, a solid seven mug, which is a better than average coffee mug or just general drinking vessel. Uh, you could drink your water, tea, whatever, whatever you want from it. Really? Um, and every little bit helps us uh, make the podcast better, make the podcast bigger and, uh, make the world a better place. Really. Um, mm. If I'm being honest, you know, mm. if we're going to work out things, if we're going to figure out Taiwan and Ukraine and, and China and Russia, really, I think the solids of podcast is how it's going to happen. So, yeah. uh, I believe that, you know. You know, I don't know if you can trust government agencies, but you can trust the Solid Seven podcast, and you because we make too. fun of government agencies and verified we are not a government agency. We are just a podcast, so you can yeah. trust us. <laughs> Isn't that exactly somebody who was a government agency? Whoa! It's like uh, it's when Michael so. Scott was trying to buy buy weed, and he's like, I'm, "I I don't have a wire. I'm not a cop." <laughs> Like, why would you say why that? Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, listeners, this is, uh, if you're not a uh, Patreon supporter, this is the, the last time you'll hear from us before Thanksgiving. So uh, have a have a happy Turkey Day and enjoy your, your family and friends. And, uh, you know, if uh, if you don't have, you know, I saw Becca post about this the other day, of course, freaking feelings and stuff. She's like, you know, that single person in your life, invite them over or be thinking of them at the holidays. And I rolled my eyes, but she's right. So, hey, man, you know, if that's if that's you, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the we'll do Thanksgiving with you. Just, uh, you know, go and get yourself like a, a turkey sandwich from Arby's or something and uh, turn on some solid some podcast. We'll, we'll hang out with you for Thanksgiving. So. I'd say yeah. you can come to my house, but that's that's not true. That's not an open invite. So yeah, so don't. Yeah, but I uh, hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Watch the parade, eat a lot of food, watch some some football, whatever it is people do on Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See y'all. Bye.